Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Life is Storytelling podcast. I'm your host, Chris Pierce, here with Ernest Gonzalez. Buenos dias. You are beautiful. Beautiful. Were you asking where the restroom was? I, I think I said like good day good. or something. I thought it was good morning. Don't quote me on that. I'm going to quote Google me on that after. Okay. I apologize. And I, you know what? We apologize. I was meant to learn Spanish and then I didn't. We both live in San Antonio. We should, we should know more. It just hasn't happened. Um, I'll do better. But we have a big episode this week. Um, we're going to be going over Brendan Fraser's newest film, The Whale, in the first half. And then the back half, we're going to be reviewing. We're a little late to this one, but Kate Blanchett's biggest hit, uh, newest hit to say, uh, is Tar. Some big ones to go over today. Before we get into our end of year wrap up next week, Ernest, are you ready? Yeah, it's gonna be big, boy. It's be huge. We're gonna be going into a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a long ass episode. Yes, like a long episode for us, and we have long episodes. Yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking forward to today's conversation. What about you? Oh yeah, man. Oh, what the conversation about the movies or the awards next week? Well, right now I'm asking about the, the today. Oh, today is big, man. Mm-hmm. That's not a well joke. Uh, every every time I say the word big, yeah. but it just happens to be this is this is our cap of the end of the year. It's I mean, but oh, fuck. I mean, we'll get into it, but yeah, oh, there's a lot there. There is. There's a lot there, there and is. then just a lot to unravel with Tar mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, man, it it doesn't hit you like um, the whale, but there's so much to it. All these layers. There is? Yeah. Ah, yeah. The joke is still going to be constantly there that I keep seeing. Uh, But there's just so much there. There's all these layers. It's a big (laughs) (laughs) Um, But with that, I want to thank all of our viewers, listeners, whatever you want to call yourselves, for for, for sticking with us all the way through the new year. This is our first episode of the new year. Happy New Year. Happy Happy New Year. Happy New Year, my man. Yeah. We are joined today with a little cat in the in the studio, in this corner of the mansion. You better stay asleep. He will. He is in a sleeper hold at the moment. I think he's going to be just fine. <laughs> um, before we get started, Ernest, are you familiar with Darren Aronofsky's works or any of them? Uh, remind me of some of them. Uh, Black I'll Swan's probably the biggest. Right, seen it. Um, I good. think we've both talked about the wrestler. Yes, that yes, is another have. one. Yeah. Um, and then oh, just man. to list off another, that's, that's uh, one of his more popular ones: Requiem for a Dream. Yes. Damn, I'm very familiar with this motherfucker's Good. work. There you go. <laughs> I just didn't know it. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Those three movies are like a decade spread apart for those, me. I mean, so, and yeah. they're, but they're hits, though. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Big ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. I just wanted to get that, that that before we get started, but might as well go ahead and just take the dive in. So we're going to be going over Darren Aronofsky's The Whale. The plot synopsis is as follows. An obese and reclusive English teacher tries to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter for one last chance at redemption. Ernest, what did you think of The Whale? This movie fucking tore me apart, man. Like, (laughs) the lights came on in that theater and everybody was just looking around at each other to like see who was crying and who wasn't <laughs> you Justin and i i definitely like i i cried like i shook when i cried like <laughs> oh man it, it yeah it was rough but it was 
beautiful. But rough in a good way. Yes. Emotionally rough. Yeah, like The Last of Us rough. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> nothing that it, brutal happens in this movie. <laughs> yes. No. 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 Nothing like that. I just messed with you, Miguel. Yeah. Very. Very different settings. You know. But um, I mean, and the setting of this too. Um, it's it's all shot in such a small space. Um, but they make good use of what they have for sure. Like you, you feel like you're there in that apartment, like the whole time with these folks, and that they're like real people because the performances in this were just amazing um every once in a while you get like a very small cast and everybody just knocks it out the park and it makes for something wonderful and that's definitely the case here um hong chow i mean because everybody knows brandon fraser right well we'll very true yes we'll talk about him (laughs) at at some extent here and how good he is he's a little important but there's others there are other people in yeah i i love liz man I like she is at uh, the very front of this for me, like in a lot of ways that she's just so believable. And the way that she deals with him and like is his friend and stuff, it's just, oh man, the the relationships in here are like rocky and complicated. And there's just so much there, man. And it just invokes so much feeling. I had, I knew what I was getting myself into before I went in there, um, but I not disappointed in the least, and definitely worth all the tears. Oh yeah, yeah. How about you? So, this one's an interesting one. I'm a big Darren Aronofsky fan. Some of those movies I just listed off to you are some of my favorites. Um, there's only two movies of his I haven't seen. Um, he has a movie called Noah. Just about noah (laughs) um and uh the fountain which i hear makes things on um i own it just haven't watched it but i overall like the director i he's a very polarizing director um i liked i loved his last movie that came out called mother i know i've talked to you a little bit about it yeah it's just off the walls nuts (laughs) um but when those really his movies come out there's gonna be people that hate and people that love um, I will say for this one, I do find myself somewhat in the middle before I go into that too much. I will absolutely say the thing that this movie puts in all of its publication, all of its, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like trailers, uh, ads, everything. The thing it's telling you is that Brendan Fraser is at the, the heart of this movie. And obviously he's the main character, but his performance is what really carries. Because without that, I do think this movie would probably be bad. It, it's wild that they know it like that, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like literally... We know how we're going to promote this movie. And I don't want to make it sound like I don't have any faith in him, but this is one of his bigger things to do since he's come back into the limelight. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it was somewhat of a risk. Um, not my risk. I'm talking about studios. <laughs> and studios are stingy bitches. We love A24, but I mean, there's stuff we probably, they probably don't make because it's like, this isn't going to make us any money. Yeah. It's just everybody needs to make money. Um, but Brendan Fraser absolutely carries. He's incredible. He, of, of course I cried. <laughs> I, I, I cried pretty, pretty dang hard at the end. Um, and I, I do think Sadie Sink is great. Uh, I, th- I think she does. It's very clear what she's asked to do and she took it very seriously and did just that she's quite me boy yeah. <laughs> but at the same time it's valid i felt like i got punched in the chest by her a couple <laughs> times bro like oh man 
I'm so mad at her if I ever see her. <laughs> well, I'm fairly certain the next time we'll see her is like not moving in a in a hospital bed, Damn. so it's gonna be fine. Spoilers <laughs> for Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I think Sandy Singh's great. Um, it's it's pronounced Hong Chao, right? Okay, I do think she's really good too. Um, she's somebody I didn't even know was gonna be a big part of the film, and. To be performing at the capacity that she does next to who is like the limelight of this film, <laughs> she does quite well. She, ne- I never felt like she felt, I never felt like she was overshadowed or anything. She, she held her own. She had her plot, and she, she delivered her lines greatly. Um, but bottom line, the way, way I look at this it. movie is, I think it is a good movie with great performances. Because other than the emotionality of it, which I do think is like the best part of it, you should go to this movie to cry and feel some things. I don't think there's much more on the surface than that. Um, there is a lot, and he he gets in trouble with this a lot. Uh, there is so much just heavy-handed religion in this movie, and he it's very clear to Aronofsky just doesn't like God <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that, man. I have no issue with that. Um, mother is probably his most directly biblical movie. <laughs> oh, well I, I have a feeling Noah might be, but <laughs> I see how that could be. It's a guess. Yeah, it's a guess. <laughs> um, but it's very, it's very heavy handed in this, uh, and it, I didn't feel like it really added to much. There were some interesting conversations that came about that kind of just, I mean, it, it never really left the point of view, at least for me, that just religion sucks and it's its bad. And that's, I mean, if, if you believe that, that's fine. I'd, I'm not a super religious person, so I didn't feel put off by it. Um, but I feel like with a lot of the stuff we get today, we see that a lot anyway. Um, I enjoy a good story that can show me a perspective that I'm not used to, take me out of my comfort zone. Um, which is exactly what Brendan Fraser does. <laughs> um, and along with that, there is some politics that I feel like we just shoved in there because Darren Aronofsky just really likes people to know who he is. <laughs> uh, again, I love the man. Uh, I will keep seeing whatever he puts out. Um, but there's just a specific scene where like literally he's just watching TV and he's watching current politics. And I was just like, we, we get it. <laughs> oh man, I didn't even pick up on it. Yeah. 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 I was, my eyes were blurry from the tears. <laughs> That's completely fair, man. That's completely fair. Um, but I don't want to make it sound because Brendan Fraser is excellent. Um, I, there's gonna be a lot of talk. There already is. There's gonna be so much talk around him about our, our awards around the Oscars. There's no way there's not going to be. And it's warranted. It's absolutely warranted. This dude is a treasure. He was a treasure before this movie. And he still is a treasure. And I love him. I'm so glad to see him here. I love this movie, but there are some ways that I feel about it as well. Um, Like, I'm not saying that it should have been a sequel, but it almost kind of feels like a sequel. Like a lot happened before. Yes. A lot of things happened before this. And this is definitely one of those stories that like, okay, you figure out like, okay, this happened in the past and that's why this you know oh, okay this other thing happened in the past and that's why this so you get to put it together like that and they give it to you like piece by piece um but it's so i don't know it's so spread out throughout that movie and 
like the emotional things because there is those like hard hitting scenes. Yeah, in there. of course. And like it definitely that's what like like you said, the performances is definitely what makes the movie mm. good. Um now man, those performances though. Mm. Like and because everybody else that you mentioned in there, like they were all just you know, like coach pitch. You know what I'm talking about? No. Like just underhand lobbing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like gotcha. Brandon Frazier, the ball. Yeah. So that he could just knock it out of the park over and over again. That's what this movie felt like to me. Mm-hmm. And that was just so, like, fun to watch. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, but there definitely is some stuff. Like, it. this feels almost like what happened after the plot. <laughs> That's right. You know? Um, so, Yeah. I wouldn't say narratively it's the greatest movie. And um, it might be because I thought about this literally on the drive up here because I didn't know about it till like the credits rolled. Granted, my eyes were also blurry. Um, <laughs> this is an original screenplay. It's based off of a, it's based off of a, um, a stage play. Oh, wow. And the person who wrote that stage play wrote this screenplay. And I do believe it's his first time doing the screen, a screenplay. And some things do not translate necessarily from stage to movies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we've all seen a play we've all seen a movie they're different yeah and not to say one's better than the other but i feel like maybe because i literally just found this out on the way here today like i was like maybe that's some of it I don't while know. you were driving yeah i was i was i was listening to some stuff on it oh okay i wasn't on my phone like i'm gonna look up some reading. theories yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> chris that's not safe. um don't sex and drive y'all <laughs> if you're listening to this right now in a car and you're looking at the phone because you think my face is there. It's not. Look at the road. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but if you find him on Twitter, he might be able to see his face. Mm, yeah. On your actual Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little American flag mug. I'm out there. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy-handed politics. That's no, an old-ass picture. Man, yeah, but that's it's crazy, too, that, like, I don't know. It, it's not like I didn't care about the plot. Because I definitely care about the things that are happening mm. here. But there's obviously some things I didn't pick up on, too. The religion the the, the religion stuff is so in your face. It is that so in your face. It's, it's <laughs> impossible. a whole character for the religion. It's impossible to miss, for sure. But, um, I mean, regardless of the way that you feel about religion, mm. there's still, there's going to be something to take for yeah, yourself absolutely. here. Um, like like his like Brendan Fraser literally, he is so good. He he, the things that may not work for the movie very well, he just it doesn't matter because he's a Goliath, and I don't mean that in the negative sense of what he looks like in the film. He is just a powerhouse, and he, also that suit is heavy, and he gave this excellent performance wearing that fucking suit. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's incredible. I and it feels so authentic. It does. Like I mean. It does. You never forget that it's Brendan Fraser, mm. but sometimes it, it just feels so much like his character that you get lost in it the way that you should with the performance. Did you ever watch Scrubs? Uh, not a lot. So uh, there's an episode where Brendan Fraser shows up. Do you know of this? I've yes. So I've this heard is of my, the Lord. so this is only my second time. Some people like myself who were Scrubs fans have had to cry at Brendan Fraser before. He's oh, great. is it sad in the show? Because so it's a thing where spoilers for Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. He watch plays it. one of the main characters' um, best friends from like their childhood, mm-hmm. and um, 
long story short, because it's a two-parter, he murders them. No, uh, oh. he he is, he he does have like um a, a an illness. I don't remember what it is uh-huh. off the top of my head, but the the way it's played with um Doctor Cox is the character who's like best friends with them, mm-hmm. and it makes it look like they're getting ready to go to a funeral because a patient died that was close to him, and then when he gets there. The person who it turns out he's been visualizing Brendan Fraser the whole time, just because he wasn't ready to let go. Brendan Fraser had already died. Oh my goodness! It's heavy. Damn. And I will also just say Brendan Fraser was charming as hell, and it made it worse. <laughs> um, obviously very different performances, but I was just I I was reminded of like he can hit you. <laughs> Have you been a Brendan Fraser fan for long? I would say so. Um, for me, it's the Mummy movies. Yeah, that's see, that's probably my thing. I wasn't real big on the mon- on the mummy movies. Weird. I I don't I, know if I've ever sat through one all the way. Wow. And, and it's Weird. nothing against the no, yeah. franchise or anything. I just haven't got to it. They stopped for a reason, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I love Encino Man. I was gonna so that was gonna be my next one, because um, I, I got into Encino like his Man earlier stuff so after the mummy. Because Encino Man's great. I love Blast from um, the Past, man. I haven't seen that one. Shout out Reese Witherspoon, baby. Who's Reese Witherspoon? Uh, as an actress. <laughs> <laughs> she, I don't know. She's legally blonde. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but needless to say, I think we're all just happy Brendan Fraser's back. Yeah, man. So much. So great. much. It's and great. And he's and like it could before this movie came out, it could have been argued like they're just pushing it because everyone's. It's obviously like an internet thing. It's the Renaissance. Like he's, <laughs> he's here. We had the yeah. Keanu Sons a few years back. Um. He's just kind of like lingered around. Yeah, yeah. But like the dude deserves all the love and praise he's getting. He has a Martin Scorsese film coming out. Yeah. The dude's in the big time, man. Yeah. Big yeah, time. Yeah. And I'm so happy for him. Me too, man. Me too. We'll talk about the Me Too in the second movie. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take it. I had to take it. Um, Get to those layers. <laughs> <laughs> but I did overall like the movie. Um, after a few days of thinking about it, it went a little down for me. But I, I'm not saying I dislike it at all. It's not one I'm in a hurry to go see again. Um, but I do I do want to highlight another performance. Uh, Samantha Morton. She plays uh, Charlie's ex-wife. Um, who I, I felt was kind of... They did this a little dirty. Because from the trailer we just watched, you hear her part. Of, yeah. But you don't see her. <laughs> and that's and that's damn near like her whole part. Exactly. Because <laughs> um, like, and she does really good there. And it Dude. does exactly what you just described with the passing the ball. But like within that scene, I would, sp- I would say it's like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And like, and then it ends in just this really, ah, oh, man, like, like that, that might be one of feel, my favorite parts. You feel like they were together. Exactly. <laughs> and like this whole time, because you only get the perspective of really um, Charlie's daughter's view of the, the mother. She ends up being so much sweeter. I'm not talking about the daughter. <laughs> the, the mom, Mary specifically, ends up being so much sweeter than you thought. At least for me, because I didn't expect her to be, like, be actually understanding. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I was like, is she going to be just as mad and mean as her daughter? <laughs> Is is definitely like a um like I don't hate you, you just fucked up type. Exactly. Thing. And yeah. like even his and we're not gonna go into any real spoilers here, but I do wanna point out at the end of the scene, there's a there's just her leaving the room. Mm-hmm. It's really small, but it, it hit me in like the right heart note for whatever reason. She they had a little argument but she still says, Is there anything I can get you before I go? And he can't answer at, and she leaves. And I was just like 
she cares. Like it's, it's she still cares. Right. Yeah. And that's anybody who's had an ex. Um, it's probably more severe if it's an ex-wife or something. Uh, that that's a, that's not that's not normal. It's it can, it can be pretty difficult to come around those situations, and it's beautiful to see. And that's towards anybody that's ever had an ex. If you virgin motherfuckers out here listening to this podcast, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You can be a virgin and date somebody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about God here today. You can. Oh my God, man. <laughs> Oh, shame on me. He has six kids, everyone. I'm a sinner. <laughs> so dope. It's uh, fun, baby. The so religious I'm, boy. What? Uh, so you get zero of him in the trailer. I didn't even know. I don't even think about that. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> I didn't know he was a thing here at all. Like, from the trailer, you can get a lot of what this movie is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like some of the hardest hitting parts of the whole movie are in the trailer <laughs> yeah, very, very true because um, we watched it right now and i almost fucking cried but he is in there like zilch zero and what a welcome addition he was because he was doing the same thing and i mean and he has scenes with other characters as well mm-hmm. where you get to just see them bounce off of each other and there's no brendan Fraser there for you to because when he's there like you're focusing. Very true. Anna. Yeah. Very true. Like he is he is very much the elephant in the room. But I mean, he plays off everybody so well. Do you know him from anything? I don't. I do not. I, I don't either. So but I mean, good? if I see him show up somewhere, mm. I'm gonna be like, Oh shit, that's gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think of it? I thought he was good. Um I will say my because of the the statement I made earlier about like how heavy handed the religious stuff was, there is a negative impact that had on me with his performance. Ah, well, okay, so performance isn't the right way to say it because he acted fine, and as you were saying that, it, it made me realize like he's another person who never felt like he was overshadowed. Mm-hmm. Um, because he does, he's almost played to be like the new kid in the. Oh, he's literally new to the town. Like yeah. he's newer. Yeah, he's he le- is he, the new kid. He's almost on like the, block. The, the. He's like the conduit for us learning all the stuff that's already happened since we're in the sequel now. He's fucking Donnie um, Wahlberg. <laughs> um, but I, I did think he was quite good. Um, I really like his scenes. Um, I guess just to step around it that were not necessarily with Brendan Fraser. I see. Yeah, with yeah. A, with another character, like the ones I was talking about. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, because what when with being vague, it's hard to is yeah. very much focused on that. Absolutely. Um, I was just, I don't know, I'm so detached from like his other work and how religion it is, or how religious it is and mm-hmm. stuff. Because when you named those movies to me when this first started, I wasn't thinking like. Oh, that's that Jesus movie. Except maybe Noah. <laughs> I, I love it. Like we could literally have just done the same thing by saying that Noah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I didn't know about that movie, right? It's the so, one I always forget about. So like the like I don't know if there's anything in Requiem for a Dream or anything. So I was mostly just looking at it as like a way to push the the movie forward as like a plot device, I guess. Um, so I guess. There's not too much to focus on in this movie other than the performances. That's really what they give you. And um, I think as you're as you're wording it that way, mm-hmm. I think that's precisely what a stage play does too. Right. When you think about it. Yeah. Not to say not to say anything about like any screenplay or screenplay writers but or anything, so but like m- you get the people uh, who are delivering this to you are just doing so much carrying. Yeah, I don't want to say this wrong because I was about to say there's so much more that you get with the movie, but I guess 
I mean that in the there's way, more visually you can in get the from way the movie? of depth and stuff. Yes, yes, because there's tricks they can play and all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, if I can, they, they can, can also edit them. your stuff. It's not live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, like with the stage play, yeah, it's like here are these actors making you feel shit, baby, mm. and that's what this movie is. Mm. Absolutely, oh, man. The more that you say it the more I think like, yeah, this is very much like a stage play. And it's funny because like you're saying things that are making me like, yeah, and you're just like, but you, but Chris, you said something. Yeah, dude, That's where's my car? We so well together, baby. Dude, where's my car? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do, so like, and we're having this revelation here. Uh, God, all the biblical stuff. Um, <laughs> and it's not negative. I don't think, I don't think that is a negative. Um, and I do want to point out if I if I wasn't fully clear with it, I don't think the religious stuff being here is negative. Um, and it has nothing to do with the fact that he has other religious movies. It's the fact that they, it doesn't really, at least for me, go anywhere interesting. I feel you. Okay. There is quite literally a plot point where it indicates something happened to somebody that's important to Charlie. Right. Um, but that is like specifically story. <laughs> it just happens to be tied to some church stuff. Um I do think, because again, I'm not a very religious person, but the idea of religion, because I have a few religious friends who, I don't want to call them out or the religions or anything, but like, it's not religions I normally hear about, not Christianity. Um, But like, I, I enjoy sitting with them and being like, so why? (laughs) Like explain, like what's going on, man? Why do you, why do you think this? What do you think about that? To try to understand their perspective. Yeah. And it's not about me trying to pick one. I'm just curious. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um there's religions out there i think are dope yeah no yeah for sure wow you believe that man that's awesome Uh, you know what i mean but then there's also others that it's just like why would you why would you tie yourself to this horse i i didn't know we were going to get into this conversation Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna tell you what i think about religion real quick i think if there's anything out there that is going to make somebody be a better person or like motivate somebody to do the right thing you know then fucking go for it dude hell yeah hell yeah just you know don't try to make me do it (laughs) (laughs) and that's i i completely agree yeah yeah Yeah, when people force a religion on you it's definitely different than them just answering your question about like tell me what your religion which is why i related to that part of the movie a lot actually yeah yeah Yeah. because i i have family members i love the hell out of them oh i shouldn't say that anyway I love them a lot. They don't want the hell in them, so it's good. <laughs> I, I love, they want to love the hell out of me, um, is what I mean. They're just, like, very forceful with it. I get you. And because of that, we don't hang out all the time and stuff. But the love is always there. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and I, I think I've talked about it with you before. Like, I think it's pretty regarded. Like, I, I see people online when, like, somebody's like, I'll, I'll, I'll pray for you. It's looked at negatively. And there's definitely a context that can that can be like snarky, but overall, I just look at it the same way as like sending good vibes. Yeah, like it's if there's somebody who believes in a god and they're praying to that god that something good's happening to you, that's love. Hey, that's your version of the good stuff, man. Exactly. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but my version of the good stuff is absolutely Brendan Fraser's performance, and that's how we're getting back on track here. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and then obviously there's the whole Moby Dick story at the center of all this and right uh, man yeah the the way that that's used throughout and that too is very much 
like something that you don't understand right at the beginning. Yeah, there, there yeah. is there is so much that there is a reveal of sorts that hit me there, later on. Very much um, a lot of unraveling here, mm. but if you have the patience to watch it unravel, it's gonna fucking destroy you. I was gonna say you're gonna enjoy it, but I don't know if that's necessarily the words sad. I should use. Yeah, this is very much like a Grave of the Fireflies situation for me. I like. I don't know if I can watch this movie on the regular again unless it's to show it to somebody. That's completely fair. <laughs> you know? Um, but I will take a little stand here. I bet you wouldn't show somebody Grave of the Fireflies. I, it would take a lot. You wouldn't even do it for the podcast. <laughs> I might. Awkwardly laugh. <laughs> I'll put that subtitle uh, in later. Uh, um, I This is absolutely a movie that's created to devastate you. I'm yes. not taking that away. Yeah. And it's going to hit some people harder than others. And I, again, I cried. <laughs> um, and then, the Grave of the Fireflies is all the way through just horribly sad. Yeah, it is, yeah if you don't cry at that, the, the, At the center monster. of this, there is a man who believes in the hope of humanity. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, I, I love that shit, man. I yeah, love Ted yeah, I'm Lasso, saying that's a good baby. Thing. I love Ted Lasso. This is just... A different it's version like a very if Ted Lasso didn't go the right way, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, man, I, I love anything where somebody just wants to love, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And oh man, it's so often that we see a story like that that's just devastating, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the majority of stories that you get about people that are just that capable of being that ray of sunshine Mm -hmm. it turns out bad for him man i'm gonna start being mean baby (laughs) and like shut up (laughs) you shut up you bastard um and that's an interesting thing because obviously and it's in the trailer here where he has that one quote it's like the first quote you ever hear from the movie where he's like isn't it um uh, it's somewhere along the lines this probably isn't verbatim uh where he essentially says isn't it incredible how human beings can't help but at least but care yeah. It's around that. It's around there. You, you you were getting there. Human beings will try to not care about something, but at the end of the day, they will. Yes. His belief. Yes. Um, I'm not forcing kind thoughts on anyone, but um, <laughs> but that that is just like, it's it's a very nice light that's shining through. And it is a, it's it juxtaposes, because obviously, if you look at him and the way he's portrayed in this film, it's not somebody, like, it, he asks, it is, it is asked regularly, like, is he disgusting? Yeah. And he asks it. He does. <laughs> yeah. um, but, the, and you can say, and this is something that, I mean, they, they don't really go too far into, but they could have, now that I'm thinking about it, like beauty on the outside versus beauty on the in, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Granted, I mean, at the forefront, it's Brendan Fraser, and you completely buy into it, and he's wonderful. Oh, yeah. And when he cries, you're going to cry. Yes. Um, yes, very much. A lot. <laughs> so since it was reminded me of I was reminded of it in the trailer I'm gonna ask you did you what'd you think of a tickle scene um it tickled me you know right. I got a little tickle from it where did it make you uncomfortable Chris <sighs> yeah I guess I, I <laughs> it was, was weird I I really buy into their relationship I did too so and I, I, I mean I did it without it was like oh yeah and I don't think she was doing anything mean to him yeah, it's yeah. just, it just awkward to see um but at the same you. time I love seeing I love seeing Brendan Fraser laugh because it doesn't happen a lot in this movie um <laughs> there's only so many friendships out there where you get to yo I stab you like 
as a joke. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but I want to point out what it is. So by far, I think the best thing about this movie is Brendan Fraser's performance. Mm. But a close second for me is the score. I think the score is phenomenal. It's very dark and haunting. Um, from this, if you listen, because I listened to the score like all day yesterday, you would think you're like listening to a horror movie, or like you're going to go into a horror movie not knowing what you're listening to. Um, and there are some shots in this, specifically when you see like Charlie get into his walker or something, like, mm-hmm. stand up, something like that, where it's almost the frame of it is almost as like it's purposely making it look like this is some type of odd spectacle that's hard to look at. Um, and I did think that was pretty cool. Uh, but the score for my money is one of the best this year. I thought, it, I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. I'll say the, um, the shots that you get in this movie, they don't necessarily go out of their way to show you, um, I don't know. They're not going to be flashy with it. There's there's no crazy upside down shots like oh how did they think to do that, mm-hmm. but the shots themselves are so impactful mm-hmm. that they kind of just let it speak for itself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they went the right way with that. Like it works for the movie, but um, yeah, I, I don't think it was lacking. But it's also nothing spectacular. They're like, here's this movie. Here's this yeah. story, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which is cool. Because the entire movie yeah. does take place in his apartment. Not every movie needs to be, you know, a Euphoria episode or anything. Very true. <laughs> so, like, yeah, this uh, is very, like, in your face. This is what this is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, like, and that matches into, like, what I was saying about the religion and, like, even the political nature of some of the things here. There's nothing subtle about this movie at all. Not at all. None of it. it everything is trying to convey. It's right there for you. Um, some that alone, I can understand being a make or break thing. Some people want to have to think about their movies, completely fine. Some people want their stuff served up to them. Also, no hate, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we both I'll positively both reviewed ways. Blade Two earlier this year. I'm not going to hate on you. <laughs> we had uh, such a good time with that. Um, oh, betrayer. <laughs> we don't bring that up. That was last year. Um, but fucking Norman. I think we can get into our final thoughts. Ernest, what are your final thoughts on The Whale? Yeah. So, overall, uh, looking at it, you know, critically, um, it's it's a good movie, for sure. Like, um, but the performances just really carry. Really, really. Um, the story is there. There is a story. But it's more just like, oh, man. Oh, just this downhill ride, man. <laughs> it's so, this shit, I texted Chris. Uh, we saw this at like 7.30, I think the movie started, something like that. And I texted him at like 1.30, 2 o'clock, like, hey, bro, I'm still shook from that shit. <laughs> this this shit absolutely destroyed me. I was in there bawling, for sure. I would have I boo-hooed out loud if I wasn't sitting in public. But should have sat next to Jerry because he, he was going at it. He was? He was going at oh, it. Oh, man. And I think and, that influenced me a little bit. But and even, it. like, Justin. Justin didn't cry at the end of Final Fantasy. And but he said that he got teary eyed. I was gonna say I didn't cry at the end of it. He got uh, teary eyed at the end of both of them. He says and teary eyed for Justin is a lot, you know. 
So not as much of a lot if it involves a woman. <laughs> Which is honestly make Final Fantasy fifteen a bit more of an impressive story for that. Oh my goodness. That one picture. Anyway. Um but yeah, if you're going there to see the performances, you're going to enjoy this because, boy, does it have some performances. Um, there's there's good things about this movie, for sure, besides the performances. But uh, that's when when you scrape it down, like, that's what you have, you know. So if you're coming for anything else, you're probably not going to find it here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that's really my take on it. But personally, I love it, man. Okay, I love it. it. It's something that I'm going to hold dear to me and probably not go back to for a good while, just to like preserve my heart. You it's like know? your relationship with your son. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I uh, yeah Damn. man, that just came to me and it's like don't hold the Chris. Oh. <laughs> some ointment for that burn oh buddy um sorry I'm gonna get but no there. overall i'm really glad you enjoyed it obviously you're a little higher on it than me i have been no hate and no one no one can take away what you think about it i'm glad you mm-hmm. had a great time with it um i wish it was as good as word as don't worry darling but we can't all be that good just kidding wish it was as good as mimic <laughs> <laughs> we all wish that um <laughs> but no in all in all seriousness it is though it was somewhat i i feel like disappointments too harsh a word but i can't think of anything else right now it didn't live up to my expectations for it necessarily um while brendan fraser himself exceeded his my expectations for him um so great for him darren aronofsky is still one of my favorites and I, i can't wait to see what he does next um i did find after thinking about it i found a few similarities to this and the wrestler um father trying to reconnect with their estranged child whatnot um while, else in, would... while in rough shape yeah while in rough shape um yeah. and i will say both have great leading performances um and very character driven absolutely like and if that didn't speak true to like what we were saying with like the performances carry this movie yeah um yeah, it's absolutely character. I'm not even necessarily sure it's driven. It's just characters. <laughs> kind of seems a Um I do think the ending I really liked. I won't say what happened, mm-hmm. but it is it is impactful. And that is the only part where I actually cried. I did I did get teary eyed multiple times through. I think if we're doing a most impactful award, this would definitely be a nominee. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but we're not um, the game awards. So. But it is good. It is it, it, I for me, it's somewhat hard to recommend. If you're at all interested in award season, then obviously yes. Like I, you're missing. And if you love Brendan Fraser, don't expect him to be like he is in Monkey Bone. But like he's he's great. <laughs> the weirdest thing is we we went to go see this in Alamo Draft House, and they showed clips from his earlier movies, and then we go right into the whale, right? And that's almost like a whiplash situation. <laughs> Man, yeah. If I'm recommending it to anybody. It's anybody that like just sends one of those texts like I really need to cry right now. Can you recommend anything? The fucking whale, bro. I would recommend um, Grave of the Fireflies. Or or if you're just like you say, a war season for sure. Absolutely. Like if, like if you want to be part of the Renaissance train, bro. If you're going for that. Support it for those characters, man. For those performances, this is all you, baby. Absolutely. They are there. Um, especially Brandon. <laughs> I would ask you if he's 
your best performance of the year. But we're going to get into that next week. Next week, baby. We are doing that to find next out. week. Mm. Um, but we are going to take a quick break. And on the other side, we're going to be reviewing Tar. K-Paso, little babies. We are back. And we are reviewing Tar. Uh, starring Kate Blanchett. Woo! Um, so we have a little synopsis here. Uh, renowned composer, conductor Lydia Tarr has a few weeks until recording a major symphony. One more feather in the illustrious cap of her career. When a series of her actions and their consequences finally catch up to her, throwing her life and her dreams into chaos. Chris, let us know what you feel about this. This is the biggest piece of dog shit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I want to bring up something of like the funnest fact ever. Because uh, I will just go ahead and say I think this movie is incredible. Um, it is written and directed by Todd Fields, who the last movie released was Little Children, which came out 16 years ago. So he took a little break. He huh? took a break <laughs> and then came back with this. Um, but a piece of voice work that he's done was a character called Little Drippy. Or Old Drippy from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> Cheers to Drippy. Who is the earnest of Aqua Teen characters. <laughs> Do you not remember who Old Drippy is? No. He's no. a very positive guy. Oh, okay. I thought you were just... <laughs> who ends up... I thought you were He ends up dying me. because he has to give him... Make a sacrifice to save every... Like, shake of all people. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so let's go into the lore of Aqua Teen. No, yeah. <laughs> but I love... Because uh, I was Chris looking at his IMDb. Of, no, I'm just oh, how dare you? That's Justin and you know it. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, um, but, uh... <laughs> Jerry's the Carl. Um... <laughs> Who this is how you start a tar review, man. Yeah. So anyway, tar. Uh, but I just lo- I loved seeing that little credit on his IMDb. I was like, oh my god, because apparently during this break, um, and he has multiple breaks through his works. He does a lot of TV. I was wondering why you sent me a picture of. Oh, Drippy I knew it. I was like, don't, I hope he doesn't see it beforehand. <laughs> um, but what an interesting thing, because I forgot that character even existed. Um, but obviously. This movie is being talked about a lot. Um, before we get really into it, there will be spoilers for this one. This did come out in October. It's been out for a minute. And I guarantee whatever we say, there's no way you're not going to have something to go look at. Look back yourself going to, going to go watch this. Because where I said the whale does not have that much really to give you, this movie has so much to give you. It is loaded to the brim with just layers, layers, content. I hate you. <laughs> Layers is what children say. Um, but it, it is so much to offer. And at the forefront of that, just like we were saying with Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Um, wow. I forgot her name. I'm not even kidding. Kate Blanchett. There we go. Oh, oh her. <laughs> I, I just blanked, dude. I was like, Lydia Tarr. I do this. I do this sometimes. Um, <laughs> euphoria. But Kate Blanchett gives a incredible performance. It is. Oh, my God. It's insane. Um, I will also put this out there. This movie's not about music composition. There's a lot of jargon in there that if you feel like you don't understand, maybe you should put it down. Don't. It's not about that. <laughs> It, is, it adds to the authenticity of the character that is built with Tar. I, I had to have a conversation with myself about that yeah. in order to keep watching I completely it. understand. Yes. I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Excuse yeah. me? Were you an orchestra kid? 
uh, an orchestra uh, band is, orchestra is going a bit far okay um i was second chair trombone hey you beat me until seventh grade <laughs> so i was a choir years. kid so i never i never touched an instrument i was a choir kid from kindergarten all the way to my sophomore year of high school um but that there is just so much with this film it is two and a half hours long i've watched it twice again just like with um after sun two days um wow there is we're going to talk a lot about cancel culture here but there is definitely a lot more to it than that and i guarantee you with everything we go into today i guarantee you there's stuff we're still not even knowing about it this movie is going to benefit so much from rewatches from like studies yeah i'm like looking into it this is an intricate piece of work and for my money it's one of the best movies of the year so so at the beginning of this movie I was lost as fuck. Um, like I said, I had to like stop and tell myself, like, okay, it's, it's okay if you don't understand what the fuck they're talking about. You can still see their emotes. You can still like feel their feelings and stuff because the performance and the performances in this one are just as good as any other movie that we've seen this year um she's definitely as good if not better than any other performance that we've seen this year um because you know like you would never think that's the monkey in pinocchio like very true (laughs) she is she and we've seen her do it before it's no fucking surprise absolutely but like she just so becomes her character that you have no choice but to only see her character when you look at her like she's in almost every single frame yeah. yeah yeah this is very much her movie like there are very few scenes that don't involve her just like naruto is about naruto tar is about tar yeah yeah but you know no uh none of those you said noah little, by accident noah <laughs> well no silly little side stories like yeah so it is she is very much at the forefront of this her performances and i mean it's easy to say that she carries when she's just so fucking immaculate at what she does like her performance in this probably s- struck me the most throughout it but like you said there's there's so many little things with this man like you can take this at whatever level you please there's definitely a way to go in here and just see a movie about cancel culture. Mm -hmm. And there is a way to go in here and see a ghost story and just like a haunting tale, you know? Um, And there's a way to go in here and see like this psychological just puzzle and it's really up to you on like what way you want to see this movie um so going through it uh i'll say the first time i didn't watch it a whole second time through but as soon as i finished it i went back and watched certain scenes thank you for buying this movie chris no problem and for giving me your uh apple tv he forced me you threatened my family well now we're here and you're welcome um so I just, I, I really appreciated being able to go back and watch a couple of scenes because there was definitely some things that I missed Absolutely. along the way. Um, and like you said, it's, it's only going to be better with every every rewatch. Mm-hmm. Why is that so hard to say? Um, and 
I mean, I'm I'm excited to see it again already. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I need to, like, show this movie to someone. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, sit down with me. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Because, yeah, like, for myself as well. Oh, for sure, but yeah. Also because this is just a, a good piece of work that people need to put eyes on. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Um, there's so much to say that it's hard to pick the one thing that you want to talk yeah, about first that's, you know it's it's so i'll just get this rolling on um so that's fine um the very first like it opens with her just standing there about to go onto not a talk show it's like a presentation it's a it's like a le- no, it's not a lecture either she's being interviewed by this guy in front of a bunch of i assume like orchestra people <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah this is what it sounds like when you don't know orchestra jargon it's like the um oh <laughs> uh, what's the name of that fucking show that they would have the actors where they would bring well, the on actor up on stage and that and one the english old, dude would yeah, talk to him yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't remember inside the actors something like that yeah thingy thing yeah yeah <laughs> something like that it's i know like it's that. on the ch- i know it's on the bravo channel it's like that but music exactly yeah um and she's interviewed with a, a lot about her accomplishments and whatnot and she's questioned a lot about like gender dynamics and how that plays a role with like reaching a height such as hers 15 egots it's a lot it's a lot. Oh my god! Like that's unreasonably a lot. Yeah. Um, my very first note here is very accomplished. Very accomplished. <laughs> they do. They go out of their way to just show you my god tier, god tar. Um, <laughs> um, Sacrilege. <laughs> Look at you. Fuck you, the whale. Um, He's rubbing off on you, bro. <laughs> but um, so where I wasn't necessarily. I wasn't lost from the beginning, but I still definitely didn't know what was happening. But Kate Blanchett's performance and just her delivery of her lines, I was just like, I felt like I was one of the students or whoever, again, orchestra people (laughs) that were just sitting in the audience, just listening to her. And, you know, throughout the movie, you get a couple of different people explain what music means to them Mm -hmm. and how they feel people should view music. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it boils down to music is like what it makes you feel Mm -hmm. the feelings that you get while you're hearing this music um and i feel like that's what i had to do in order to get through the first part of this movie where it is all of that jargon like Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you're watching something in a different language with no subtitles Mm -hmm. if you see their passion behind it and their reactions to the things other people are saying and stuff like that then you can begin to understand like There's something where they're coming from, from yeah, yeah exactly that's a good point that's good that's a good way to put it yeah um funny enough because again we're going to spoilers she explains her downfall in her opening speech no shit yes shit <laughs> <laughs> even talking that's about not how... one of the scenes i went back to <laughs> Um, because she, I, again, I couldn't even give you verbatim a quote a second ago, but like it does, she does talk about, she's asked to talk, to comment on other female, um, con- what are they? Conductors. I feel like that's the train word. Are they still conducting? They're still conducting. They, yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm dumb. Yeah. Orchestra people. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Again, we do not know this jargon shit. Um, but she talks about like she's asked about the the state of it 
to be a woman? Um, like, what does it mean? How many hurdles did she have to go over? And then she brings up that it wasn't too bad for her. Mm. And then she brings up others. And one of them she does bring up as the sad story who was an accomplished conductor and then through a series of allegations and stuff did end up getting moved from her prestigious place to a much less um, prestigious job. So did, did you know going into this that it was going to be about cancel no. culture? Um, I thought it was just going to be about some drama that she was having in her life. Right? I thought it was me about music. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, which I guess that it is, but yeah, I didn't is. know it was going to be that specifically. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So when the movie first started off and there's quite a few conversations about uh, people that are attached to great works mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily great people. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and how she is very much on the side of like, you know, yeah, this person was a shit bag, but you separate the art from the artist. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Um, and she is very much on that side. Mm -hmm. Like to And this is before we'll just call the scandalous stuff happens. Right, right. Before she Before it favors her. Yeah. Exactly. Um and so finding out that the movie was about that, I was oh oh meta, I see. Meta, I love yeah. so. I think I was the highest person on. Obviously not literally. That's always you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but when we went to go see Matrix Resurrections, I loved that movie so fucking much, and that is the most meta thing I think we've seen in theaters. Oh, absolutely. I love me some meta if you do it in a fun, interesting way. Um, and this is definitely. Not to fully compare it to Matrix Resurrections, um, but just there is a madness to it. Yeah, it's not Scream or anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I love because there is a like right after that conversation when you get to this part where she's teaching her class, which is where you get her talking to a student who doesn't like Bach, right? Because he's a cis white male, <laughs> um. And he talks about all these other people and I, she gives so many good valid points. I do think she kind of loses it towards the end because she does kind of become a bully, right? but it's a minute. It's a bit before that where she's providing these statements and like going into about why, how does any of like his race, any, any of his relations with others impact the art he's putting out, especially since we don't know it. He's dead. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it goes into a really, this, like, this really sweet scene where she's playing the piano with the same person. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's really playful. And she's like, and it's very, I was taken aback for a moment because she seems, she's, and it's, it is a thing. She's a very serious character. Yes. She's, she's somewhat cold. Um, but somewhat. here, and you, it's going to be a thing we talk about a lot through this whole movie. When it comes to teaching about music, talking about music, and working with music, that is when she's most passionate, other than when she's with her daughter. Right. Um, which does speak to a lot of her character there as well. She's no saint. You would not be rooting for this woman. <laughs> no, but um, in this specific scene, I do think, and the, the conversation around cancel culture is a difficult one. But I think this movie does it really well. And it does provide multiple sides. 
Um, it does show some more absurd takes. Like, okay, I, I don't think either of you are going to be like, dude, Bach is the best thing ever. Like, he's not, he's not, we're, none of the rest I doubt have listened to Bach in the I last love, month. I actually love Mozart. That's fine. Okay. Did you listen to Mozart recently? A mm, couple months ago. And I literally just said we haven't listened to any of this in the last month. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're spot on then. And no one, and literally I was listening to a movie score before I came here. I like orchestra music. I'm, I'm not saying we don't, but we don't look at, oh man, you threw me off. <laughs> God damn it. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, Beethoven did this and this, so I'm not going to listen to it. Yeah. Right. And like the, a more modern example, and this might be our most controversial episode because it's around, can, around cancel culture. A comedian you love is always in the, the heat of this stuff. Dave Chappelle. Oh, Dave, man. Yeah. And not to say, I think it's a regular <laughs> thing for a lot of the bigger comedians these days. It really is. Dave Chappelle's just, the, I feel like, the most recent. The climate has just uh, changed so much. And it's definitely lot, struggling with comedy. And there's sure. like a lot of comedians that are very set in their ways mm-hmm. and very much feel that like this is my craft to come up here and say shit that might upset y'all, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, yeah, it, it is a very weird uh, wire to walk right now. It is. You know? And like, because we're both straight men. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are certain perspectives we may not be, we're not qualified to fully understand certain things. Yeah. Um, but with what we have here, I think it is the perfect like medium to express the conversation around cancel culture. Cause you can substitute music with just art itself. And yeah. that is so broad and you can leave it at music and there's still so much there. Like, um, I don't actually know anything about Bach. <laughs> God damn it. Da Vinci did some bad shit. Huh? Oh, for sure. I shit, have no you know? doubt that the things they point out about him in this were like real. Like, the, like he sired multiple children uh, with multiple wives, all this right, different right. stuff. And sh- and then Tar brings up, well, how did that influence his music? And then when he he will, he like refuses to even play because like on the piano, she's like, try this out, and he, she's like, he's like, you you play very well, but I I just a cis white male doesn't do it for me. It's not my thing. Right. And then is when she kind of takes, and I understand trying to, there's this point that she hits and I felt a little bad, but as a teacher, you know, she goes too far with a student. Absolutely. Um, Granted, I laughed at it. (laughs) And she's like, well, if that's the criteria you're looking at artists, why don't we use the same criteria on you? Right. Um, and it's pretty much just she makes a little thing like, okay, everyone, I want you to do a performance evaluation of this student, and it's going to be based off A, B, and C, and having nothing to do with actual music. Right. He gets up, he says, "You're a bitch," and leaves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For good reason. Um. Yeah, he's not wrong there. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there is obviously when you look at the an actual teacher's job, they there's a point where you got to accept. They're not just taking it. Yeah, but yeah. I respect the hell out of her message, and she says it a lot. Um, because she 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 literally says, "Don't be so quick to be offended," and how a lot of avoidance of certain things just based off of stuff outside of the art that you're listening to or like trying to focus on, um, can lead you to in a lot of like non interesting places. Like it's a it's a form of limitation that's limiting him. He's literally choosing because like. I don't listen to a lot of Bach. I know who he is. Of course you do. That's 
That's recognition. It's <laughs> why, like, everybody knows who Bach is. Yeah. But, that, and you've probably heard his music without even knowing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And this motherfucker was alive forever ago. Forever. <laughs> like, so, yeah, yeah. Somebody like that who is just, like, everlasting. Mm-hmm. It, Notorious. It, it can be tough to just, like, completely exclude them from anything. Exactly. Especially in a educational Mm-hmm. perspective and like she's never at she never and this is again right now i'm kind of taking her side it will change but she never once says you have to love him she never once says like you need to make him your favorite it's she just, has to read a book about him and she says to play some music by him she it's about appreciating an artist and his art right oh actually just his art literally yeah <laughs> she's like fuck him who cares about yeah. him yeah yeah but there's this song though. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's man. going to help your style. But yeah, like you say, as a teacher, I mean, I'm not a teacher. I'm a I'm a trainer. I train people how to be on phones, right? It's like a teacher. And there's definitely people that are going to have their different things that work for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's definitely a way to take that student and be like, okay you name me something else like yeah. don't just don't do this one she but didn't need to go where she was <laughs> right right she yeah. took it a little bit far for sure but you're right she does bring up a lot of good points and i mean when it comes to cancel culture it gets tough man because it like depends there's like a line and on and that line is ever shifting and, and depending on what you're talking about it's so just different blurry. spots for different people right man right? yeah yeah because like like i don't feel like i should listen to a r kelly song you know what i mean <laughs> like it's completely like, you know, fair you yes. know what i mean like but then like i don't necessarily necessarily agree with what homegirl from the mandalorian said or anything oh but, i was like who i forgot about but her. i was like yeah. oh they could have kept her on the show <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah like there's an and yeah, man. Like, I mean, there's certain things. Like, I'm a Dave Chappelle fan. We're both James Gunn fans. I'm a James Gunn fan. Yeah. He says some fucked up shit. He did. I'm and so he happy. Him. I'm so happy that he is directing these movies. Same. And I'll, I'll you kiss my ass. <laughs> like, I don't care. Oh, yeah. I love Guardians. Of I the thought you were talking about me it. specifically. I was like, bro, what am I, what? I said I liked him. <laughs> I told you I was going to start being more mean. <laughs> Fair enough. We should both watch Noah. But I do just, I really love that scene because um, it's like this ex- extended just lesson being taught. Um, and as you know, it's used in a certain way later on. <laughs> yeah, it is. With some interesting film editing. Man. And it's. Fuck them kids. Yeah. <laughs> she deserves like, I feel like, like to be reprimanded a little bit, too. like a talking to. Yeah, yeah. But like, damn. <laughs> but. And I mean, and that's one of the themes here as well. I, I feel that goes along with the movie that makes it such a think piece is like, are they showing what angle are they showing you cancel culture from? Mm-hmm. Like the per, it's definitely following around the person that's being canceled. Yeah. Um, which isn't. I don't feel like super unique at this point. I feel like we have a couple of stories out there that mm-hmm. kind of go along these same lines. But um, I mean, this one's probably better than some of those. I was gonna say <laughs> you when you end the movie here, you don't know if she actually deserved to be canceled or not. I I mean, yeah, I, I'm still blurry on a lot of it, man. Because mm-hmm. um, literally the very first thing involving Krista and mm-hmm. the suicide 
like we never like talk to Krista. Right. We never we hear about emails. We hear references to her. Um, and obviously she ends up impacting everything quitty quitty <laughs> quite importantly we later. had to make up a word for it. i had to, that's man. how much it's almost quidditch bro <laughs> um <laughs> but uh because you think about jk Rowling. oh for sure yeah. i guess man but um <laughs> i love that this movie doesn't like it there are things that show you like dude tar totally is favoring students to get in their pants right something like that and promising them certain things behind sexual favors and then on the other side of that you never see them actually take place you don't nope but you, they do give you a very strong feeling that she has a very guilty conscience did you not get that finish your thought well she sees the red-haired girl huh? krista all throughout the movie constantly even after she's dead um in some places where she might not necessarily be when this movie opens up um and they're talking about all of her accolades um she's like writing something down she suddenly looks up at the camera and it switches to the actual auditorium mm-hmm. and, it, and you see the close-up of the red head yeah and you but see she's the alive at that point of the red head yeah and then um you can see her around her apartment as well like um or i guess that other apartment that she goes to she's in a lot of different homes it's hard to focus on yeah yeah (laughs) and she she brings it up like the one across from the old lady yeah yeah that one so um in there when she's there alone you can see her like standing in the background um there's that part in the trailer where they're showing the different records and you can see her standing behind the records Mm -hmm. and then um with the foot when she's picking out what record she wants, like what piece of music she wants to play for um, her concert, and she lands on, and a different foot comes out and points at it, and she puts her foot on that. I imagine that that's the red-haired girl as well. So along with that, we have two red-haired girls in this movie. Well, I'm talking about Krista specifically. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, but also Krista was known for having behavior that which is stalker, stalker-ish. So it could have been her stalking her. I mean, and she, and afterwards. So this is again because of the nature of this movie. I just want to just state I'm not attacking you, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying the movie is doing a job of going one way or the other. Um, we're gonna call it the Pan's Labyrinth effect right here. But like, <laughs> where specifically she's because Tara is a very selfish person, mm-hmm. and it could be argued that a lot of these things she's seeing start happening when she starts feeling worried that something bad's gonna happen to her. Yeah, one of those conversations that she has with her wife, um, and she's like, how dare you make it seem like our relationship is purely transactional? Yeah, she said all of and the relationships she has are transactional except for the one with her daughter. Yeah, yeah, and it and she, like, that shook her. You mm-hmm. could tell. Like, it struck a chord because it's fucking true. Pun you know? intended. <laughs> <laughs> That's a piano joke, baby. <laughs> um, but... But again, I'm not saying you're wrong or anything. You could absolutely be right. I'm just saying the movie. I, I, for my money, I believe the movie did a good job of alluding to not just specifically just that. I, oh, I mean, it doesn't allude to just that, but there's a lot of things throughout this movie that you could question if it was in her head or if it actually absolutely. Happened. I think the whole movie you could, to boil it down simply, there's a lot of things you're gonna probably question. But like, to and the you're point, still gonna question on a second watch. Yeah, I, I really feel like they 
are trying to show that she has a guilty conscience along the way here. Mm. Like when she's sitting in the auditorium and she just constantly sees her like everywhere. When she sees her boots going up those stairs in the mm. auditorium. And um, I mean, I know that she had a bit of a problem, but for them to continue showing her throughout, uh, um, Krista that is, like the stalkerish type stuff that you're talking about, um, for her to continue seeing her around after she knew that she had passed away, I feel like how much, how many of those times was she actually there? Like, did anybody actually turn on her metronome or was that in her head? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so that and literally a book will say she got, um, I think are two different, two examples of things that are in her mind. Right. That challenge book. That right? are all, yeah. That are almost not connected to anything else that like, like if you know something about another character, it doesn't make sense. Like they did this, gave this to you. Um, and whatnot. Uh, but I will say, so I'm curious and I might be in the wrong here too. Cause sometimes there there's times where she's literally just making eyes at the Russian girl, mm-hmm. which I'm yeah. pretty sure is the time when she's walking up the stadium and they definitely show her like in her dreams and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, what I was saying is cause the first time she sees her is coming out of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I believe that was her walking up while she was doing like. Oh, was that her boots? I believe. Okay. Because that because she has a, she focuses on her shoes when she walks out of the bathroom. Mm. Okay. Well, there's definitely some scenes I'm gonna show you. When we I'm not saying there too. aren't any because um, you're absolutely right. There's scenes where she's in the background and where stuff. she's just yeah standing in the yeah. background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they and then they pan to that place and there's like. Nobody there's there's, so literally, and, like and this is the only reason this is the only one I brought up. Just that one scene with where she see, looks the the boots walking up the stairs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the only one I'm commenting on. Okay, okay, but yeah, there's definitely like breadcrumbs throughout here mm-hmm. that I feel lead to her having a guilty conscience about some of this shit. Okay, and because I mean her performance is genuine. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but when she gets the news, like yeah, you need a lawyer up. Um that feels so like ungenuine of her character. Um, so I think we have, I, the thing I think we're going to disagree with, and it's not a disagreement. I think we have two different perceptions of tar. I think she did that shit, bro. (laughs) So like that, and I'm not saying that part, but like about her character specifically, because I don't think you, if you feel guilty about somebody, your first reaction to hearing they committed suicide is going to be delete the emails and then try to go. And then when somebody's crying about that specific situation and that's going to be held, she says, not now. Oh no! She tries I, to go back to work. I think that she feels guilty about persuading her there um, by like blackballing her and stuff like that in the community. Yeah, and see, like I just see her as being selfish, and her just looking out for herself there. Yeah, yeah, I definitely because like you look at the emails, and she was like actively mm-hmm. telling people like, "Nah, you need to go a different way. I wouldn't recommend using her." Stuff yeah. like that. And she did then, not heed. And her assistant all throughout the whole thing is just like Francesca. eaten up by this whole thing because she's like, hey, I got another email again. She mm. sounded really desperate. like, And she's just like, delete that shit. You know what I mean? But It was no hesitation. It yeah, was just delete it. It leading there, I think, really put like a weight on her um, that ends up like leading from her just being frazzled to like eventually being broken. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't, for my, for me, I don't believe she fully breaks until the last straw is hit and she's literally at the end. 
I saw, and this is something I saw online, mm-hmm. um, but that when she follows uh, the Russian girl, Olga, mm-hmm. when she follows her into that abandoned apartment, mm-hmm. um, that she says she was staying out with friends. Yep. But then you go in there and it's just There's like nothing there. Run down. Like the ghettoest, hauntedest project yep. of all time. <laughs> I used to live in a place like that. And, um, spoiler alert, that's the mansion. Thanks. I'm just kidding. Thanks, section eight. And then, so, <laughs> God damn it. That's so, DMX noises. So then, um, we would, uh, yeah, so we follow her in there mm-hmm. and there's like, I don't know, like the black dog of death in there. Yeah, something. something. It was right. honestly, so and it might have been ominous. my TV. It was hard for me to see. I, I, that's one of the scenes I had to go back to. Oh, okay. Um, but she falls and hits her head. Right. And I, so as you were saying that, I was like, damn, that was some good sound design. Because, <laughs> bro, oh, I felt that shit. She got cracked. Jesus. Yeah. And then, I mean, you saw her face, too. Yeah. yeah. And those prosthetics. She fell so hard it affected her back, bro. Those like, prosthetics God. were on point. Yeah. Um, and then uh, she smacks her head and it immediately cuts that shot of her, like, breaking the ice to put yeah. it in the towel on her face. It's great. Bro, it's, yes, very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, But. Uh, there was something online that said that as soon as she hits her head there, everything else is in her in her head. That none of that stuff actually happened. And that's that's what I'm talking about. The layers here, yeah. like there's so many ways to view this movie. Yeah. There's no direct way. I mean, again, you can come in here and just see a movie about cancel culture, but there's so much stuff here though. So, and it's okay if you don't know how far that went. But do you know if they just if the theory there is that she's just in a coma or something? Not necessarily that she was in a coma, but that um, just nothing happened to her. That uh, yeah, that she's like dreaming all of this afterwards, or like hallucinating something like that, mm-hmm. and that she's like visualizing her downfall. Which I mean, that's a way to see the movie. Yeah, I mean, Not it's the same thing that right everyone's been saying about Pokemon. Like Ash dreamed all the Pokemon into existence. Oh yeah the same i mean it's the same yeah like it's, it could be a so thing. head trauma leading to delusions is nothing new right. um and it, and it, it that is interesting enough for me to be like i would want to watch it again i guess i'd watch it for specifically from that point to see forward but um i mean that's i mean yeah, and you're absolutely right there's a lot of ways to take this there's a lot of ways to look at it and there's probably an innumerable innumerable amount of ways amount of things you can take from it um but man, man, it's great. It's great. No, it's great. Um, yeah, it is. And like, man, so like you already answered, you think she did it. Obviously. So where I was like, oh, I think she's been doing some stuff was uh, obviously when she invited the cho- the celloist to carry her to luggage for a reason. Yeah. 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 Which is honestly pretty stupid. <laughs> like, it, I mean, especially considering what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which but, does also lead to the argument, like, what if she dreamed that? That's like, out of her character. Like, it's like damn near historically accurate as you can be with a fictional character. Um, in that, like, you know, whenever the mayor gets, oh man, the mayor's smoking crack, everybody heard about it, da da da, and then they get caught in a hotel with a prostitute smoking yeah, crack yeah, yeah. or whatever, like a week later. <laughs> like, that's her, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> she's. She's being accused of all these things, like, you know, sleeping with students and things like this, which she is married she with is. a kid and with, to a very, which seemed to me like a very understanding and loving wife. She was. Um, mm-hmm. But 
Man, she have an adorable daughter. Oh, Petra's so great. I love. Oh. Like, I don't know if it means anything. Maybe you've seen something on it on there, or maybe it's like just sometimes kids say random things. But the whole hold my foot thing, I thought was yeah. fucking adorable. Oh yeah, because yeah. literally there's that one scene where she's like screaming in the middle of the night. Um, what's her first name? Lydia. 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 And she comes in, hold my foot, and she just holds it, and she goes, "It's like I was like, that's fucking cute. <laughs> it's so precious." And it's what they allude to it before. Um, when she's like, yeah, she passed right out without me have, having to hold her foot. Yeah. Didn't even have to hold her foot. <laughs> and like it's the so, first time they said it, so I was like, random. what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally hold her foot. Um, but I, so this is a good little segue because there's the majority of this film. Tar is like this cold, somewhat distant person, unless she's letting people in. And the person she lets in the most arguably is her daughter. Yeah, I think she's like there. You talk about genuine, like she's so genuine with her. Even when she's just talking about her, she you can tell she loves this person. She's this like little guard baby. down, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because she's the father in the relationship. Because a father, like normally, a father's portrayed as like the colder one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found it interesting where she points out, like, I'm the father when she's literally talking to the skull bully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that she runs up on that kid. Absolutely, man. I'll, Absolutely. I'll, I'll do this shit in a second. <laughs> and, like, there's a good example of, like, how you can be a little, like, leave my kid alone without being, like, doing something wrong. Yeah. Don't tell <laughs> She gets a little serious with it. Don't tell still. any adults or yeah. I'll find you. And, and then and I'll tell them that you're lying and they won't believe you. It's great. <laughs> and then it just show like to add on to it, she's passes like adults on her way back out and she's like, Hi, how's it going? You have yeah, a great yeah. day. It's like, oh my God. And the kid's just watching. It's uh, it's great. It's great. Um but I love those scenes because obviously the majority of this is not her being a very warm person, not being very genuine. Even when she's with her wife, it's not always very warm. Um, but anytime you see her with, or with Petra, it's so cute. Can I ask you about what you thought of her in another situation? Go for it. Um, when the next door neighbor knocks on the door to help her Needing get help. her grandma up. Yeah. What, what'd you get from that? I, th- I thought it was fine. Like, it was, it just felt so weird and random. Like the situation, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and like, I don't she, know if I wasn't reading into something deep enough, I didn't, or if this is just something that happened. Yeah, along I don't know. I I didn't think, see anything too big from it. Um, she got she helped. She was obviously. I feel like she's just disoriented as both of us are looking at it. Because I mean, obviously, she woke up to it, right? And she's like, "What's what's going on?" And it's like, "Come help, come help." And um, if I remember correctly, the woman isn't speaking very good English as well. But oh, she's, she's like, speaking Russian, but I don't think it's okay, very, I don't think it's very good Russian either. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, and but then I mean, regardless, Tar does go to help out, and they get the woman off there and puts her in the little seat, and then she goes and like she like just throws off all her clothes. And she has and a little bit of a scrub. Yeah, yeah. And I think she, I want to say because it is a darker scene, like vi- like visually darker. It's hard to see her face. I want to say she cries. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, she might just be exactly. I guess it is linked to some later things to kind of show some of her coldness mm-hmm. when she uh, sees the daughter and doesn't say anything. She just walks away from her, mm-hmm. and then or the granddaughter, I guess. Yeah. But then when the uh, the other kids come and knock on the door and ask, like, "Hey, is there a time that you rehearse so that we don't 
scare off anybody that could potentially rent. That is one of the funniest and things. And she goes and grabs that fucking accordion. Yeah, dude. And sings the meanest song of all time. I don't know about all time. There's no racial slurs It's there. worse than, like, fucking Tupac. <laughs> okay. She just says, like, something about I the apartment. Your thing bitch. Her. Like, yeah. <laughs> Might as well have been that. But it is so, like, in, like that's such, it's, because you're on this journey this whole way through, and she's this accomplished, like, uh, music person. And then that happened. She's like, and I'm right there laughing with her. Like, what a slap in the face. Because they don't call it music when you're done making noise. Like, oh, man. Yeah. It's great. It's yeah. so good. And she um, just laughs in their face. Yeah. And closes the door. And it's not like a simple, like, because I don't think she genuinely thought, like, they didn't mean any harm. She's just, like, breaking down here. Yeah. yeah. And then she just loses it with that accordion, dude. It's so good. But like I said, man, like, it's just along the way they do it so well and so like almost delicately because it's not just abruptly thrown at you when these things go down like they just it's a like a little fray by fray by fray where it just starts coming apart slowly and then when it finally does when you get that like disconnect from whatever that was sanity yeah. or whatever then it just it speeds to the ground bro like it all comes fucking crashing down what did you think of and like there's a lot of these things that i'm like did this happen after she hit her head because that would also add to the because the now you're it. thinking about yeah, it yeah, from yeah, that yeah, perspective yeah, yeah. it's a whole thing bro. um but uh because there's a scene that is just it feels so random especially on your first viewing where it just shows her like in a foresty area and her bed's in, like, the middle of a lake, mm-hmm. and she's laying in it, and then there's a flame either on her or behind her. And it's just, like, a quick flashback. Yeah. Yeah. I w- is it a flashback? Like, I, don't- <laughs> I, I, I think it's... Uh, I think that throughout this movie, we get a lot of glimpses just into her head. Mm-hmm. Like, a, a quick image. And that's what I thought that would be. Like, just some spot. Or something an like image shown as, like, a thought. Mm. Just for like a split second sometimes Mm. and that one it lingers a little bit and i think it was just her trying to find calm like find like that safe space in your head Mm. and they talk about her being with those indigenous people yeah um Mm -hmm. at at some point before all of this began yeah i think that's her just trying to find like a peaceful place it's in almost her like her happy place right gotcha. because so often throughout this do we get those quick glimpses into her head and see some, something chaotic yeah. or something like when she's that, seeing the guy the girl she's making eyes at yeah, having sex something with somebody that else. she shouldn't be thinking about yeah, yeah. yeah shit like that so yeah i think it's just a brief it's her attempting to just usa gotcha. yeah funny enough i think it only happens one oh well unless because the second time I thought it was just part of her trip because she's leaving. But when, there's a scene of her standing, like just staying behind a waterfall. Ah, but that could easily, cause that's during her traveling. Right. To get to where she is at the end. Um, it could, cause there's other people there, but it could also fall into like the indigenous people she stayed with. So I don't know. Right. But it's a, I will say it's a very calming scene. <laughs> I just like running water. <laughs> and I mean, uh, you could see how that could be, uh, the safe space. For yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. That, that 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 makes a lot of sense. There's this beach in Okinawa that it would close after so long because it was like a public beach, but nobody would ever go check it. So after like midnight, pull up and all the lights would be off, and there'd just be like 
little lights flickering off the water and mm. stuff from the bridge that brings you to the little island that I was on. That's that's my spot, bro. Were you alone? Um, majority of the time I had homies with me. Okay, I was like alone. That sounds terrifying. And no, yeah, <laughs> and then because the you know the waves are yeah, crashing yeah, yeah. right there. Yeah, it's like after sun. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, layers, <laughs> flashbacks. But oh, yeah. but yeah, I think it's important to have that spot to go to especially Absolutely. in those just like times where everything feels like it's fucking crashing and it was for her oh Absolutely fuck yeah it was, was. yeah what do you think of francesca francesca uh francesca the assistant yes uh she was really out here doing her motherfucking best she was. and she got the short end of the stick man she did. big time big time and shame on tar (laughs) that's that's one of the things i had zero sympathy with her absolutely um because even her mentor um that she constantly has like or not constantly but the the old man yeah she has lunch with every once in a while yeah and she's like who are you gonna get as the replacement assistant conductor and um she's like oh you know i'm thinking of fucking homeboy from over here and he's like, not the girl, like for real. Mm. And he's like, whatever, it's up to you, bitch. But not not necessarily in the. He makes words. it very clear that it's not his space anymore, and he doesn't have to care. Right, right, right. And <laughs> I love that when they bring up to him, uh, hey, so what do you think of like you know people that did bad shit got canceled? Mm. And he's like, they better not fucking come. Literally, to dude. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm not in that job anymore. I'm retired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm they safe. had their chance. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> no, 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 chill, chill. You didn't do nothing. He was like, "All right," but yeah, Francesca um, was a very interesting character, um, and because it's not only you can tell that I got vibes that were like she cared about Tar. Mm-hmm. She she wanted to see her succeed and help her get there. Yeah, it was more than just work. Um, and it, and some of that was also motivated by work. And for to see it not work out like that for her after doing everything that Tar has asked her to do to delete those emails after the suicide for somebody that I believe Francesca actually did care about. Like, yeah, because she bit. was literally like, I just need someone to hold me. Yeah. And she talked like they don't go in depth about it too much. But she was like, it was us. Yeah. Like it was us three. Like we were, you know, like we had something mm-hmm. and like what happened? You know, like, why do this? And she's just like, delete the fucking emails or whatever. Yeah. And so for her to go through what she went through and be Tara's, like, ride or die, pretty yeah. much, and know her deep, dark secrets and keep them and all these types of things, I definitely see how her not getting that gig pushed her to just being like, fuck this. And Throw you under the never bus? see her yeah. in the movie again. Yeah, she got hers, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, she she I definitely don't question what she did at all. Um, I was a little this isn't like a right or wrong thing because I do believe Tar ended up making the decision to not give her the job because she she found she didn't delete the emails. Oh, yeah, that's true. But at the same time, is it justified to delete the emails? That's that's why I'm like, I don't I don't know. Right. Um, Because, again, we as the viewers do not get time with Krista. We, we get illusion, like it is alluded to certain things that happened, what, whether you know what happened or not, we didn't get to know Krista. I found it very interesting that 
I don't think they actually show her face throughout the I don't movie. Think so but we watched this teaser trailer before we started this, and they show her a couple of times. Oh, would that be her? Yes. Because I haven't seen her face. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, she has a very distinct color of red hair. Okay. Uh, like, it's it's like red, red. Yeah. 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 I think that's out. probably what it said on the box that mm. she dyed it with. Red, red. <laughs> <laughs> and there, and because the next person sh- that Tar ends up kind of going after, the, the celloist is also a redhead. Right. It also establishes like, there might just be a thing. It might establish like what she's looking into in women physically. Right. Um, I also feel, and, and did you feel this, um, that she is starting to get to the stage where there is a bit of a disconnect from the youth. Tar. Yes. Yes. Are you, so before you continue, I'm going to guess the scene you're thinking of. Uh, there's there's two of them. Okay, well let me guess and one, one them, and see if it's one of them. One of them we talked about already. So this I'll, one we haven't. I'll narrow it down for you. Uh, one of them was the altercation that she has with the student. Okay, this isn't an altercation. Uh, but uh, so the one I was it's thinking not. of was when um, it's the first lunch and she's like, th- th- "Which record did you listen to?" It wasn't a record. It was YouTube. Yeah, spot. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> spot, spot fucking. Because that's when I first had the thought as well. Yeah, like. Huh, <laughs> and and you do, and I I found it interesting because something that I can relate to is because she's not, and I wouldn't have I wouldn't call her like a like an old lady yeah. or anything, right? But she is older than some of the people that she's around sometimes, and when I'm around my older relatives, they don't necessarily always understand my viewpoint on stuff. And why something might be wrong or why something can be easier and it's not necessarily worse for it or something like this. Right. But you could tell like she was kind of like off put at first when she told her that it was a YouTube video instead of. I find it so interesting and it speaks a lot to your own personal viewpoint that your example works both ways because we have plenty of friends that are younger and I've been there when you say things and they don't understand. Right. But you pick the situation where you're the young one. When I'm like, a VHS tape was... (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, Ashley. (laughs) Yeah, I specifically do it to Ashley. Yeah, for sure. Well, she's the baby. She's the baby. Justin's dating a 12-year-old. Justin Guerra is dating a Um, (laughs) 12-year-old. And she's real and she's from Canada. And she's real and she's from Canada. But... Oh my god! Um, We're gonna get that man arrested. She's she like twenty something. You mean the man that lives at in so and so address, <laughs> who works at so and so company? One two three Fake Street. <laughs> His phone number is, but um, five five five. I just love five 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 five. So, honestly, I was a little worried you're gonna be a little more down on this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just because. And this is nothing you, this is not something like relatively just to you, but to be, because you made it clear that like you were lost in a lot of stuff at first. And I never said I wasn't, but like you, you just told me that and I was like, oh, he might just not appreciate it then. No. yeah. But of course we're saving a lot of morsels for when we actually talk about it. Uh, yes. Yes. So, so I, it's more of a, it was just like a slight thing in the back of my head. I, I, the, the lostness that I feel with this movie is like blissfully lost that's right that's a that's like a beautiful when you way get to get lost it. at a music festival oh yeah you know and you're hearing things you didn't it's not you didn't come here for but it's great it's not a bad time man yeah. you're making new friends you're just fucking figuring this shit out over here and i'll reconnect later <laughs> another thing that i thought and on a second view because this is one of the things i looked at 
before I watched it the second time and I got too lost in the movie to actually check it. Apparently there's scenes cause she describes how like her right hand controls time. Yes. And her left hand just like flows, helps flow. The th- I'm not a conductor. <laughs> they serve purposes. She shapes with her left hand. Yeah. And she keeps time with her right hand. Yes. And then supposedly throughout the movie, there are points where like that's happening literally while she's talking with her hands. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. I caught one and it's in that same scene. So that's how quickly I got lost in this movie. Because <laughs> um, people don't, because she takes the questions. That she, they don't actually start talking to her until her right hand goes like this. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It is. And I think, honestly, like I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then I was just like a flash of like, just watch the movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, it's really good. It's so good. I, I saw something on to that point. Um, so how she says that she uses her right arm to um, to keep time. And that when she falls, and this kind of goes to the point of it being a a, a hallucination, Uh that is the word, Uh, that when she falls, she goes to the doctor and she talks about her shoulder hurting and her arm not working the way that she wants it to. And that that's her losing her grip on time. Oh, I dig it. Yeah. I dig that. Yeah awesome we're gonna start this movie again real quick we'll be right back <laughs> that is so oh this movie's so juicy yeah, oh my man. god dude i yeah. love it because like literally on a second viewing i was just like this is so much cooler and just talking about it i'm like oh this is even cooler this is so good i and oh there, man there appears to be because so when chris first got here i looked up the teaser trailer before we started the well because we always watch the trailer and then we talk about the movie. But I was like, wait, I just want to see, like, the teaser. Yeah. yeah. Like, what was the teaser? Not the actual trailer. Um, it's hard to show a trailer. They showed like, a lot of shit that wasn't in the movie. Yeah. So I can only imagine that there was so much just, like, what has to be just strategically cut out. Yeah. To, to leave yeah. this conversation this is, that This is an now. expertly crafted movie. Right. Um, one thing I... So I left one comment on the whale for literally this this topic. I didn't know it was going to come up right now. Um, with the whale, directorial wise, I don't feel like you get to see much of like um, Aronofsky's imprint on it. We talk about how you, like you can see, like almost anyone can just hold a camera and show somebody. But then, like we've talked about Del Toro, like we you get, to you, look through you get his those lens. flourishes exactly. Yeah. You can definitely tell when you come into Tar. Like this is a director I'm not familiar with, Todd mm. Field, um, other than his Aqua Teen Hunger Force work. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God damn it! But I like I literally added because he has a few movies and I heard they're wonderful. Um, I've already added them to my watch list and I plan to go check this man out because there is so much intent with every frame, everything that's going on here. He also wrote the movie. So this is his well-crafted baby, and it's awesome. You know how I talked about um, this? This can go off for a second. No, go for it. Back. I, just, I keep talking about Aqua Teen. Go at on. the beginning of Knives Out. Mm-hmm. There's that puzzle box oh. that has all those layers to it. Um, this feels like that kind of invention for sure. But Absolutely, it's, it's just. But visual. you can't break it open with a hammer, right? Yeah, man, you gotta you gotta fucking dig deep for this Absolutely, shit. Absolutely, man. 
Because again, I know I've said this like four times it already, but you can just come to this movie mm-hmm. and get a hey, here's a cancel culture flick. So I would even say, <laughs> like, I think at the bare minimum, if you don't look at anything elevated, you're just watching a story. Like, it could be like a musical biopic about Tar. Yeah. The rise and fall of the of Tar. Yeah. I also want to bring it because I haven't listened. Here's a fun fact when this movie debuted. Um, one of the most popular Google searches at that time is, is Tar a real person? I Google that. Why would you add to it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I Googled it, man. No, that's right. It's that's back totally up right. at the top, baby. I, so I had only known she wasn't a real person because you hear word of mouth about certain things. That's one of the things I heard. Yeah, I, I was like... Is- did this shit happen? But now the <laughs> other thing, now that people know that, with the classical, community. there's another like just list of things of like who is this actually based on? Uh, and the director says it's not based on a specific person, which I I completely believe. I think you can fit a lot of people into this mold. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I think that's the more interesting way to look at it as well. And I think with anything, it, it's so. I feel like it's so completely impossible to come up with a completely original idea at yeah. this point. We've just been around for millions of fucking years. Simpsons <laughs> has done everything. Uh, so, like, it's it'd be impossible to come up with something to not at least pull from somewhere. But, but it's the way it's that about you the present it. Exactly. exactly. We're on the same page, yeah. man. Look at us. Look at us. Look at how We're far we having the come. same hallucination We've come right now. so far <laughs> from where the wild things are. So anyway. Uh, what? You're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is my nightmare. Um, but I got to I gotta bring up the most. So like cameos, Easter eggs, mm. MCU shit. All, right? It's a multiverse, baby. It's a multiverse kind of thing. Um, but when you come to Tar, there's something I just didn't expect to see. And I told you that I watched it. There's a reveal of sorts where Tara ends up and what she's performing at. Oh, yeah. And like, I was like, this sounds like, this looks like, nah, it couldn't be. She's a composer for a traveling Monster Hunter um, orchestra <laughs> performing right. the music from the game. Right. Fucking awesome. They don't put the title up there. I imagine that might be bad. Which, like, I don't know. It's It's so strange. Because she doesn't necessarily fall all the way from grace if she's doing that right she moved to a whole other country i i think that you know like the way they show her in thailand Mm -hmm. is meant to be a rough time Mm -hmm. right now she definitely has a rough time but it's from there that she gets this job um and i i think like i don't know i feel like they showed that to you at the end to be like and now she's here you know it is but i think that's fucking awesome and so this i have it as a note here me and ernest are going to have a different viewpoint on this than everybody else um because we're actual gamers and i don't know about you i've been to a traveling orchestra because <laughs> me and justin went to go see the kingdom hearts one yeah uh, <laughs> i i um, need to see the final fantasy one oh, before sure. i die for sure bro crisis core finished and i sat here well number one i sat here because i knew there's an after credit scene yes but Number two, like I sat here and like hummed along with every single note of mm. every single one of those songs because that's like some of my favorite fucking music. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, the people that were sitting in that motherfucking crowd were super appreciative of what she was doing on that stage. Now, that being said, 
I see how it could be depicted. You're not going to be paid the same amount. So that's the other thing. She's not one of the people that like wrote the music. And because that's something that she didn't necessarily want for herself. Exactly. And I get that. But then the other disconnect here is, so like when you see one of these traveling orchestras, Mm -hmm. they're not the original people that like you hear playing it in the game. Right. It's it's like when you go to see a play. Like if you see Hamilton in San Antonio, which you can, it's not the people that are known for being in Hamilton. Yeah. Um, And that's not to say the music isn't great, but it is regarded as like a step lower than the person actually getting to create their art form which i do feel that i'm not shitting on it i don't want to sound like i'm shitting on it because i know she like writes music like she's writing that song for her daughter throughout the movie but uh which i don't know if she ever gets to deliver but uh oh she didn't get to finish her piano lessons either damn granted i think the i think the mom can take over there right yeah she can do a great job she's so great Mm -hmm. i love her she plays the violin so well too. Uh, I had well, to look up if she was a actual musician, oh, that's right. um, because she looked like she was playing the shit out that violin. Dog. She did, but literally, when you go from and this is I I wrote it this wrote it this way specifically to make it more clear because I agree it doesn't seem like such an awful thing for us. Yeah, we're gamers. We love gaming music, but to go from somebody who's won fifteen egots and that's only one of her accomplishments. Mm-hmm. To doing this. Yes. It is It is a fall from grace. And not only that, she doesn't have access to her daughter anymore. She's not with her wife. Um, I don't think she had much, way in the, much in the way of friends, but none of those people that she knew are around her any longer. Yeah, she lost her company. Or, like, you know, her position at yes. that orchestra yes, yes, yes. and stuff. Like, she lost everything she lost that everything. was hers. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I mean, that's how cancel culture works, I guess. And... I love so right before we see like literally because I feel like it is almost comical the way it does all fo- unfold at the very end, but there is a scene with her in her new home, just watching an old like music interview, um, with somebody talking about it's about what you feel about the music. Oh, like she goes back to her her parents' her parent, spot. childhood home. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, and she's she's just and it's like this black and white video. I, d- I don't know who it is. Maybe some other people do. Do you know who it was, Ernest? I feel like it's probably somebody well known. Yeah, know. I'm not familiar. Yeah, I don't know. But he just literally it's somebody talking about, and you hear her, and it's almost like a church moment because he's like, pr- you might as well be preaching about the like, how great music is, and it's about how you feel about it, not just the person playing, but the person listening. And then she starts crying, and she's like shaking her head with it. It's like, not yes. it's not exactly like it, but it, for me, it was like. <laughs> amen baby putting that hand up and like all that um and i that is the moment where you really i did feel bad for her Mm. i don't know because ultimately everything we're judging her for has nothing to do with her music right which is like as she pointed at the beginning and i mean oh and i remembered what i was gonna say before too nice uh look at me coming back baby oh no i forgot again i'm just playing oh you don't know which way i'm going get you bitch aqua team <laughs> chris is a shake so we um we do get her playing other people's music um at the beginning as well because she, she like picked out the record and stuff and decided yeah. like i'm gonna do this version I think it's so interesting, and I wasn't, like, aware that this was a thing. Like, obviously, you know, people are out here playing Mozart, and Mozart ain't conducting it mm-hmm. and stuff, right? But I found it so interesting to hear her speak about, like, yeah, you know, when this composer does... The or, intent of the composer. Yeah, yeah. When or the composer is the person that writes it, right? 
the conductor when this conductor does this from this composer like they do it like this mm-hmm. like the way that i like to do it is i really like to bring out this part and mm-hmm. put this part in the back so that you hear more of the fucking strings or whatever and that just like i was like wow mm-hmm. like you could that you could take one piece of art and interpret it so many ways and then turn around and show it to people like this is what i get from it exactly was just super deep it is it absolutely is yeah and because that reminds me of a scene or pretty early on in the film um we get a small role from mark strong here where um he is keeps just asking her like certain things about how she how she conducts how mm-hmm. she performs mm-hmm. um and she does end up telling him but then the last thing she does end up saying is do your own thing don't copy me there's there's we shouldn't she brings up being robotic a lot in this movie yes she does and she just she encourages people to be passionate and do what they want to do that when she's talking about music and when she's with her daughter are her two most genuine moments because it's the thing she's most passionate about um is she a great person no but is this movie really about her being a good person or is it about art both <laughs> it, can, it can be all of it and then because like when you take that point that i was talking about like how different people do interpret things differently that's really the point in the movie where i like stopped and told myself like i don't need to understand the words yeah. that they're saying to each other like because there's some very like what feels like high class book read intelligent shit going yeah, yeah, yeah. on in this motherfucker man but I don't necessarily. We'll call it Ravenclaw talk. Hey man, look. First of all, I'm sorry. You're not. You're not with those regular ones. I'm a Ravenclaw. I know. You bastard. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. I really just had to say to myself, like, take from this movie and interpret what you will. You know. Have you ever? I mean, you have. We all have. If you ever tried to read Shakespeare, it's actually quite hard to read. Oh, yeah, that old not, English shit is just like we read it in eighth grade. Damn. Yeah, or we yeah, read yeah. Romeo and Juliet. You uh, know? For sure, I I'm sure it's same grade. But and it's then like I had adult yeah. teacher. Did they show you the Leo movie? They did not. I saw it later. Man, oh, they showed that. Where they showed it to us in school. That shit was so dope. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. Well, man. you spoiled the surprise. So next week we're gonna be reviewing. <laughs> <laughs> Scrap the the awards. The awards are done. It's Leo season, baby. Yeah, John Lucas, I move. <laughs> I didn't know he was in it. But yeah, man. um, This is almost like... uh, Yeah, Netflix just came out with that show that you could watch in any order. That kaleidoscope thing. I'm glad you said that. It is important that everyone knows there is one episode you cannot. Yeah, don't watch White first. White is last. Right. Watch episode White last. Yes, yes. So White's last. Watch it in any order you want. Mm. Like, I almost feel like just this movie alone has... like that kind of effect yeah maybe it would just not, be more work to like do the rewinding that way but yeah, not yeah like yeah. eight perspectives or yeah. anything but there's definitely a couple perspectives that you can view this movie from and absolutely get something different like oh man like i would love to go through it again and pay attention to her hands when she speaks i would i want somebody to do some really weird shit and watch nothing but this movie on repeat for like a year locked in a room and when they emerge from the room they just say i am tar bro if that's a thing like she has to get like actress of the galaxy for the oh, absolutely. millennium or <laughs> absolutely. whatever like if she just snuck that under my nose the whole time yeah. like oh you dirty bad <laughs> man oh i'm i'm mind blown just thinking about it 
nice. But um, but with that, we've we've talked extensively about this. We could probably talk about it for a whole nother fucking hour. Yeah. Um, but for the sake of time and for getting us started on our big ordeal next week, Ernest, what are your final thoughts on Tar? So first, I have to say I had a conversation with somebody. And they told me that they listened to our review on After Sun, and that made them want to watch the movie. And I was often under the impression, and I don't know what gave me this impression, that if we were like, hey, we're going to go into spoilers for this for this movie, and you hadn't seen it, you was just going to cut it off. <laughs> um, that's not the case. <laughs> so, well, that's their choice of so, that. Yeah, no, if, hey. you, if you've listened to us, talk about this movie and you haven't seen it go to it and see what you get from it i I feel like it deserves that chance man that'd Um, be something we would love to hear back from you on and like i think it depends on because i've talked a lot about movies being slow burns lately Mm -hmm. um and the last three or so that we talked about were definitely slow burns Uh, after sun banshees and the whale the whale yep um very all very character driven not to say this one isn't character driven but there is so much going on with the plot that i feel that the plot itself can carry you as well Absolutely. um you can latch on to anything in this and it's yeah. going to take you on some kind of a ride you really can man um pay attention to that performance pay attention to those hands as the performance is happening there's <laughs> no for right uh, <laughs> yes uh you can email us it nah but um if you go into this and don't get anything from it. Hey, that's okay too, man. But I feel like it deserves a watch for sure. Absolutely. Um, Kate, you are amazing. You still have the best cheekbones in the business, baby. Best monkey I've heard all year. You cut diamonds on those motherfuckers, man. Her cheekbones are immaculate. It's like they don't seem pointy. I guess they don't have to be pointy. Nah, man. (laughs) They're just strong, baby. (laughs) Australia strong. But uh, she's she is wonderful. Um, everything that around her throughout this is wonderful as well, including those other performances. Um, and like you said, what the director did with this, with with the writing of it as well, is just such a complex thing to take in. Um, but it's only as complex as you want it to be. So yeah, give it a shot, man. Absolutely. And just know that like if you watch it the first time and like you still have questions there, I guarantee you, you can look it up stuff like we did some stuff because obviously we were going to talk about it. We want to be more informed, right? but go back into it. You can watch it. There's going to be something else for you there. Um, yeah. Maybe we just told, maybe you've seen it and we just told you about something that you hadn't thought about. Yeah. Before. Go back and check that. And like out. if you, and I can't stress enough, if you see something that we didn't see, like we would love to hear back on Please that. Please let us know. It would be so cool. Oh, I would love that. Man, that's, it's just interesting. There's, there's so many different perspectives to come at this from. And even if you just want to tell us that, like, God, y'all are stupid talking about orchestra people. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to correct us on all our fucking terms. Yeah. A conductor only does the train. I don't yeah. know. Uh, but this movie's excellent. Kate Blanchett is phenomenal. She's absolutely going to be in the conversation for Best Actress of the Year. Um, but we will we will go into all those specifics next week. Oh, man. But with that, that is our final 2022 review. 
prepping for this next awards. It's all or our well, first awards. I was gonna say it's all new movies from here, but you never know. It's true. Yeah, we all, we all like we, to do old movies. Oh man, it, it took a lot of the bank to do this recently, but, <laughs> but it's it's okay. Um, thank God they were both good movies for After Sun and Tar. Um, but we are uh, we are gonna take a quick break and then. I know we've been talking about mainly movies. We are going to talk some games, what we've been playing and whatnot before we go full movie next week. But we will be right back. All right. And we are back. Going to be going over what we've been playing. A little different from the movies we've been catching up on. We do have our movie awards next week. That's why we're just trying to fit as much of that in as we can. But we still love our games. Ernest. Tell me about some games you're loving. And only not doing uh, what we've been watching this week because, uh, like, we've been watching a lot of shit. We have. Uh, (laughs) So I've taken a little break to kind of concentrate on on gaming. Completely fair. Um, And mostly to focus on Final Fantasy (laughs) Crisis Core Reunion. So many words in that title. Mm. But, boy, so many feelings in that title, too. Uh, I love that fucking game, man. Like, like we said before, that was episode one was just like us geeking out on Final Fantasy. It was more of, and I laughed so hard when we did it because the other two were conversations because we talked about Final Fantasy 16 mm-hmm. and then the second part of Final Fantasy 7 remake. And what we thought it might be. Yeah. And, stuff, and then yeah. this one was like, all right, Ernest, teach us about Final Fantasy Crisis Core. <laughs> and I mean, I, I think I haven't gone back to listen to it because it is a little rough to listen to. It is a little to, rough for you. But, um... It, I think that I was accurate about most of what I talked about there. But, and I know you didn't give any like spoilers because you didn't want to spoil us. So. But still, this time going through it, there were some like, oh yeah, moments, you know, stuff like that. I didn't have the whole thing down, and it is such a convoluted story and stuff. But boy, oh, did that evoke some emotion in moi? Like, fuck, man. Um, the only reason I didn't cry at the end was because we saw the whale earlier that night and i think my tear drugs were literally dry like because i did the <laughs> but like no tears came out like there was I, nothing left to I, give. I felt the whole thing just like my face was dry i don't know give it all to brendan um but we'll talk about that in detail someday <laughs> all the brendan. so um then once i was done with that um I like I said, we've been watching so much, and the majority I've played a lot of big games lately, as well. Some like big story games, uh, like God of War stuff like this. Um, and I really wanted to s- spend some time on my audiobook, um, so I needed to just find like a mindless game. Completely fair. So I just went to the subscription and to see what I could find. And the most mindless game that I could figure I'm still going to have a little bit of fun with was NASCAR Heat 5. Not 5. Wow. Let me tell you about this game, Chris. It sucks. It's a bad game. Sorry, NASCAR fans, but boy. Do you think you'll still play it to do your audiobook or move on to something else? No, yeah, I'm still going to play it. Okay. Yeah, but it's not good. Though. Make sure you're listening to an audiobook, folks. It's very poorly put together. Once you get in the race, it's cool. But, like, man, that UI and just, mm, there's just a lot of, I don't like music, personally. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Music's just, a big part for but racing. But it's nice that I get to put it on mute and listen to my audiobook. So I'm Fits halfway through Of Shadow and Sea from Will White, and it's fucking amazing. 
Good um, shit. The way that this man tells stories and these two books side by side, the way they coincide with one another is fucking beautiful. And the driving of the race car just brings the story together. It really does. It really does. Like I'm racing through this adventure and I just need to slow down and enjoy the smell of the flowers, baby. So beautiful. Um, just today, but at the same time that I downloaded that, as soon as I was done downloading, I also downloaded another story game because I know I'm going to want one. Uh, it's been in my backlog forever, but Shadow of Mordor is one that I've wanted to like actually get through. That's the second one, yeah. Um, it's first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I forget what the fuck the second one's called. Oh, Shadows of War. Yeah. Yeah. There, there you, you go. go. There you go. Because it's Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle Earth, Shadow of War, mm-hmm. or whatever. Because I played the first one, not the second one. Um, and boy, that shit's tough. Starting off. They just threw, like, so many fucking bosses at me all, like, in the first group that I ran into of orcs out here. And they just fucked me up, son. And I've I've died a couple times. I hear, they're we- I hear they're weaker if you've actually watched Rings of Power. Rings of Power. Uh, will it help me? Or Yeah, absolutely. Me? No, it'll hurt. It'll oh, help. damn. I should probably watch that show. <laughs> just kidding. I haven't I, watched it yet either. I'll get around to it someday. Same. Yeah. Not on my priority, <laughs> on priority list yet. Uh, I do want to watch that kaleidoscope thing. Uh, it is interesting, but I also want, again do not start with episode white. I also want to uh, catch up on Alice in Borderland, which I've been waiting for for a while. I know we're going to talk about what we're playing, but um, oh, it's completely fine. But yeah, I'm very interested hey man, it's in all good. those two shows. But um, yeah, man, I'm kind of in between games right now, so we'll see what falls in my lap. I definitely need to get my hands on Hogwarts. That's like the big next That'd one that tenth. I think I'm on. Um, yeah, it comes out next month. But I also enjoyed these times in between because this is when I run into like those badass little hidden indies that are out there. NASCAR and, Heat. And stuff like that. So, yeah, NASCAR Heat 5 being one of them. <laughs> I'm just now, it's now clicking in my head. There's more than one. Yeah, this is the <laughs> fifth one. Yeah. And theoretically, the older ones would be worse. Right. Wow. Yes. Because uh, I used to play like the EA sports version. Mm-hmm. Of them, I, I I don't even know if know if there is a version of it, um, then it's not available for free for me or for what I already pay for. So I'm not gonna spend money on a NASCAR game. No offense, NASCAR fans, but do better with your games. That's all I got though. Okay, but what about so Ernest? We're at the end of the year. How many? So I know you started plotting pretty recently towards the end of last year. How many plots did you end this year with? I ended with 16 plats damn year. do you yeah. happen to know how many games you played uh play or beaten sorry beaten beaten beaten, beaten. I, I just got the number it's 20 what was it 23 i thought it was 25 25 i like how it's number. like hold on it's coming in now it was an odd number in the 20s hold yeah. on clerk breaking in breaking news i've beaten 25 games <laughs> <laughs> and what is that 16 plats clerk 16 plats but yeah man uh 25 games. That's awesome. Platted 16. Good shit. Which, like, that's a nice little ratio right there. I definitely, I've gone out of my way since meeting you and Justin uh-huh. to uh, just, like, y'all got me fucking addicted to plats, man. Like, if I don't get one for a while, like, I start getting that itch. It's fair. Like, and I, you like, know? especially on the PS5, it has a very special noise when you get that plat. Yeah. It's and beautiful. it's like, oh, I need it. I need it. <laughs> and and you only get it the one time. That's true. That's true. And then you got to work for another one. Unless, because like 
I and I didn't get my second plat, so I'm not bringing this up to be like, oh, guess what, Ernest? Fuck you. So I was working towards a second plat for inscription. I need one trophy left on that. The bears. Yes. Okay. And I will tell you, the enthusiasm to get through the bears is a lot less when you've already got the plat. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I have it for PS5. I'm playing the PS4. It's a version. bit of a chore. It is. Yeah. It is. It can be a fun chore. It can. But it absolutely can. Yeah. Um. I'm still over that game. <laughs> I feel you, and I feel you, and there's no way all this shit we pile on with that doesn't. I mean, it can't help you get. You over made it. me fucking hate it. That's fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but recently, I I didn't think I was gonna get another game beaten by the end of the year, but l- the last game I I beat was Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, because last week you literally announced like this is the last game. Yeah, because I thought it would be. Yeah, because I didn't. Then, I got Sonic Frontiers for Christmas. Um, thank you, mother. But um, you beat the hell out that game. I did. So I definitely didn't go out of my way to like. I'm not gonna plat that game. From what I understand, it's not a hard plat. I do not love that game. <laughs> no, it is. It is a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and there is plenty there for you if you want to do all this extra stuff. Like I was telling Justin, dude, would probably get lost in it. Like, and you can, like, you can add your own little style to the way you do things with it, isn't it? Like, um. I heard the traversal oh, throughout yes. the land is pretty cool. It's great, um, and the way that you fight and stuff, like yeah, yeah, you got yeah. options. You're not. I just wouldn't mashing. say so. Like for, I wouldn't say you have as many options as like I don't, I don't like say like God of War. Like there's things you can mix up with your weapons and stuff like that. Um, but it definitely tries. There's not like four stances. That yeah, you can do, like yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Exactly, or exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. This is probably better than Ghost, but uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it tries to give you some variety. It does. Okay. Um, the way it goes about because we all know who Supersonic is. I'm aware. Yes. Yes. Um, you're able to go Supersonic when the you get all the guy. Chaos Emeralds. Um, this game is technically open zone, not open worlds. It's you go oh, okay. through different islands. Oh, uh, like God of Warish. Somewhat. But that one is you literally, there's stuff in between the islands. You're yeah. literally open world, like traveling. I see. But then here, like you're loading into each each, each island. But um, I think it's just really dumb because at the end of the first island, you finally get all the KS Emeralds and you become a supersonic. And that's how you fight the final boss. The only way to fight the bosses are go supersonic. And it's awesome. And it plays the most ridiculous, like, punk rock shit. Oh, man. It's great. And you just want to headbang, man. Guitar. Yeah, dude. It's fucking good. It's fucking good. The music's music's my favorite thing. Um, But then when you go to the next island, and this happens five times, something hits you and you lose all the Chaos Emeralds. And the majority of it is getting every single Chaos Emerald again. I, I was just thinking about a conversation that we had the other day where... I was saying that I appreciate how God of War uh, in this one, they don't take away all of your powers somehow and make you earn them back. Imagine they, a game that does that to you over and over again. <laughs> God and man. it doesn't even make sense narratively. <laughs> you're supersonic. Oh, my God. <laughs> I completely understand. Like, Because if you're supersonic, you're going to just fly and destroy the game. Think of something to prevent that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Sounds lazy. It, it is. Uh but it was super cool, especially because we talked about First Spoken and the traversal on that. Dude, Sonic's traversal is wonderful. You're just yeah. a little fast boy. And you up, uh, you can upgrade that shit. You're a faster boy. It's great. It's fun. <laughs> um, and there's actually a pretty decent story. And it does make a lot of callbacks to Sonic lore, which I had to actually ask Justin about, which made him want the game even more. Oh, man. Um, you got them all hyped on uh, it. Yeah, dude. I think, I think he'll have a lot of fun with it. Um, I didn't love it, but I did have a lot of fun with it. I'll just leave it at that. What I'm currently playing right now is Bayonetta 3. Big Bayonetta fan. It has not fully grasped me yet. I am about halfway through the game. Um, There's a new character in it that I'm loving. She I love. 
Her name's Viola. She fights with a big katana and she summons like a Cheshire cat as her demon summon. It's really cool. Um, she's essentially the future trunks from what I'm able to gather from this this story. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> um, there's a lot of things she's alluding to that I don't know because I haven't beaten it and I haven't seen any spoilers. But it's just like there's moments where she's like, I'm your and she gets cut off. And I'm like, you're what? And they keep asking her, how do you know Bayonetta? I don't know. How does she know Bayonetta? <laughs> because she just shows up out of nowhere um but it has all the over the top like dramatic action um the ridiculously like over the top sexy poses and stuff yeah you can turn some of that off with the innocent angel mode do you turn her ears off you know i'm a bayonetta fan oh okay i think i said that at the beginning sinner (laughs) um but that's essentially where i'm at right now i the next game i am definitely going to be playing is one piece odyssey i'm super stoked um, I've got some games to trade in for it, thank God. Uh, <laughs> but that is going to be the next one I pick up, and very excited for that here in a couple of weeks. It comes out the day before my birthday. Um, but as for me, my numbers is I beat 43 games last year. It's a lot. Yeah, man. It's a lot. It's a I don't lot know if I should games. be proud of it. <laughs> I had a good time with him. I absolutely this, had a good time with this him. This motherfucker, he texted me the other day, and he was like, man, like, I need to do something with my life. I've beaten all these games. And it's like, we're at all the same social functions. What are you talking about? That's fair. You you very much have a social life. <laughs> you, you very much have friends. Mm. Like, beat those motherfucking games. I appreciate, right? I appreciate it's, it. It's, it's like somebody saying like yo i read all these fucking books last year mm. all you're doing is you're just out here taking in these stories that's true they just happen that's to be true. interactive you're very you're look at you anyway when we get our new host next week uh i need to talk <laughs> to you about i'm just kidding no you're great that is that is a wonderful way to look that's at all it. fair <laughs> but i have 43 games beaten and I'll i have 13 knock you fights. off a fucking podium <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Ernest, you're confused <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it sounds like when I punch, but it was a great year for games. Simple. And I don't know. Cause we did our episode going over the games coming out the first three months of this next month. If even half of these games slated for next year, come out. Fuck. <laughs> Dude, I mean, and then because I think about the year before when we were having our gaming award episode, huh. you were like, what was your game of the year last year? And I didn't even have a fucking, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like this, this year, it's like th- there's so many good ones. There was, there was, there was. This was a very good year for gaming. It was a very good year for movies, absolutely as well. Fuck, just a lot of good entertainment out there. Time to start a podcast. It's a lot of good books. Shut up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And there was a period of time where I read a lot of comics this year as well. Um, there's multiple types of lo- storytelling that are. Uh, wonderful yeah good to enjoy um but like i said next year tons of games coming out um they did just give an update on uh starfield we'll see if it ends up being true but they're still slated to release the first half of 2023 on one of those other systems yeah the system i'm just kidding i will never (laughs) defend xbox that hard um they're better than they used to be but yeah it's uh xbox i was gonna say 360 i was gonna literally say 360 <laughs> that was quite some time ago that was last time they were really on top for me but yeah um that's the last one time i had one that's because i think I had everyone one. had a 360 it's the only one i had yeah. yeah i had like two of them that was time. my first one yeah it was a good time yeah and that was the like is was that probably your first time playing online with people yes yeah i had yeah. halo 3 and uh, that was my jam. I think Call of Duty for me. Fair, yeah. fair. 
and I, I, that's just a segue. Wild man, it is. Yeah, and then because it let's was go get like, some three sixties. It was like sixty four, PlayStation, PlayStation, three sixty, mm. PlayStation, PlayStation, PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And like, I mean, if we were all rich, we would have every console. I did have an e machines computer back in the day on which I played Civilization Five a lot. I don't know what that is. I know what the game is. I don't know what an e machines is. Exactly. Okay. I had this old beer, so it wasn't like a gaming PC or anything, uh, but I played games on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and that's my full gaming history. No, <laughs> okay, thank you. No, that's why I had some handhelds. I knocked a PSP into a glass of water. Oh, that's right. I had some Game Because that's how you played Crisis Core. Yeah, I had some Game Boys. I will also say, I beat Crisis Core. Um, so, to give everyone a little bit of a heads up of what's coming. So, next week is our full... It, it's going to be our end of year movie awards. We're going to review our number one movie of the year. Which just so happens... Uh, this might be the only year we do this. We'll see how it shakes out. But me and Ernest have the same one. We're not going to say what it is right now because that's part of the reveals for next week. Yeah. But that is our primary review for next week. And then we will go into, from there to our top five t- favorite TV shows of the year. And then from there, we're essentially going to go into the rest of a list of top ten for the rest of our movies that we love for the year. And then we will round the show out with some specific awards. It's going to be a long one. It is. And it's going to take a lot of thought. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm going to rack my mind like all this week. Yeah. To, it's going to be a lot, dude. It's going to be a lot. pops out. Like me just let it. Because I told you like literally for just the top 10. Like I was like, just just put some names up there. So you have them top of mind that you know are going to be great. Yeah. And how quickly I ran out of 10. Like it went to like, oh, I'm at 15, bro. What the, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Um, it's going to be something. But, and we'll say this again next week, after our award show, we are going to take a little hiatus. Right. A little break, a little time to breathe. We got a wedding. We got a very important birthday. Very important. Um, oh, I'm so hyped. <laughs> it's Chris's birthday. It is going to be my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> but we will be taking a two-week break, just two episodes, and then we will be coming back with movie and ga- movie movie reviews and gaming news. Yeah. We will be right back with it. And... Uh, I don't know what we're going to be doing. Oh, no, I do. I do know what we're going to be doing. We're going to be going over our most anticipated movies of this next year. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about day one, baby, Final Fantasy Crisis Core. Woo! And we're going to we're gonna make <sighs> Mr. Justin Gary return for that. Yeah. Because I'm here for the deed of this here estate. Um, now, Ernest, where can the people find us? So if you'd like to stay up to date with the show, you can find us on all these motherfucking social medias out here. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Hive. If you would like, have you been on Hive? We have. We have. We have. Are we on Hive? Very loosely. We're on Hive. Uh, it's tough to be on Hive. It is tough to be on Hive. We would like I, to be There on is rumors Hive. that it will be shutting down. <laughs> yeah. We are trying to be everywhere. Okay. Well, Hive, fix yourself. Anyway, if you'd like to reach out to us directly and let us know your fucking fan theories or whatever the fuck is going on with Tar. Um, or if you'd like to let us know act- actual like orchestra lingo, we would appreciate that. Too. Or just say hi. You can reach out. Yeah, yeah. We just want to hear from you, baby. You can reach out to lifeisstorytelling at gmail.com. We appreciate any and all feedback. And we love you. We love you so much. Happy New Year again. Hope everyone's new year is going great so far. We'll see how it goes from there. But thank you. 
and hope everyone has a great week.